Hello, and welcome to episode 122 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. My name's Henry. And my name's Joe. And uh, in today's episode, we're doing our comeback special, 2018. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. Yep, yeah, um, we've... Uh, Managed to finally sort out a way to communicate to the outside world, um, <laughs> aka Jack Francis Clark and Henry James Woodford. And uh, yeah, we're back. We are uh, back, and I'm really excited. I'm a bit nervous actually. I don't know about you guys. No, I'm alright. I just don't want to. You know, I feel like it's been such a long time, and I hope our quality hasn't dropped. I think it definitely has. <laughs> The problem with More that, quality. Jack, is you More have to quality. have quality to begin with. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but how have we all been? How's your Christmas been, lads? I had a good yeah. Christmas, Jack. Thank you very much. Um, I was uh, away in America, which is why it's taken so long for us to mm. do this. Um, and I had a good time. And then I came back and uh, had had Christmas all over again with the old yeah. family. Mm. And uh, yeah, that was good. That was good as well. Uh, how how has your Christmas been, Joe? Uh, yeah, no, um, busy. Well, busy and quiet. I finished work on the twenty fourth, and then I went into hibernation for a, a week or so, um, and then got back out of it to uh, work on New Year's Eve, um, and then yeah, I was back at work again on the second of January. So, all in all, it's been a busy period, um, <laughs> along with quite a bit of sleeping from the twenty fifth through to the twenty seventh of. December. Okay. So yeah. How about yours, Henry? Oh, it's brilliant, Pep. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, wasn't back in living for very long. Um, I had about nine days at home, and I was driving back down here to Western Supermare on Boxing Day, which wasn't very pleasant. Um, <laughs> but the... uh, no, I enjoyed it. It was good to be back in the FY8, and it's good to see some old faces in my family, and it, it was nice, mate. Yeah, I really oh, enjoyed it. Fantastic. Right, well, I think that's everyone. Um, we've managed to... There's no one going to... Th- th- okay. Uh, I, I just skipped out Jack there, but nobody... Uh, oh, sorry, Jack, yes. Mentioned... How, how was you... <laughs> I was doing a bit of a, a gag there, but uh, actually everybody forgot about Jack, including Jack. So... Yeah, well... How um, was yours, Jack? I'll, I'll save you asking the question... Yes, I've had a very good Christmas, thank you. Um, <laughs> had a very enjoyable um, time, like Woody said, seeing old faces, seeing the family, blah, blah, blah. Um, New Year was good, had a good time, um, and hopefully 2018 is going to be even better than last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Right, so uh, now that we've had that nice little bit of catch-up, uh, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, it's probably best that I explain how this comeback special is going to go. Um, it's definitely going to be very different to a regular show. Um, <laughs> not really. It's just going to be us talking about films again. Mm. <laughs> um, so we've got three films to review, Ooh. everyone. Um, and those three are, I don't know, should I say them now? or? Well, has everyone seen all of them? Well, we know we know one person hasn't, but no. it's Henry. <laughs> Henry hasn't seen Jumanji. Right, okay. Isn't that right, Henry? I, yes, that's right. I've not seen Jumanji. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um... Can we also can we also at this point just quickly explain to to our listeners that um, it is going to be quite difficult for us, you know, just getting started over the internet because we can't see each other, so we don't know. 
you know, when someone is going to finish speaking. Mm -hmm. And so it might be a bit of a problem, you know, cutting each other off, but it's just something bear with us and hopefully we can get used to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus we don't know when people might cut out. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, three film reviews, uh, that are coming up, uh, which will include, uh, Justice League, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, <laughs> and Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And then, because we feel like, um, one thing, it's a bit late, and two, it's, we're already doing a whole special thing here, we're not going to be doing our annual Oscars, Film Night Oscars. Oh. No. Oh. Um, so what we are going to do instead is we're each going to give our individual top five films of the year and our individual uh, worst five films of the year. After that, we are going to, as a collective, uh, announce Film Night's best and worst of the year. And that's it. Which is still to be decided. Which is still mm. to be decided. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pumped. It's good to be yeah, back. It is. And uh, we'll, we'll just, I don't know if we want to just get into it or if anything, anyone's got anything they want to uh, talk about. Speak now. Um, I've, I've no longer an Odeon Limitless member. Um, might be worth mentioning. That um, is absolutely worth mentioning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, since I moved down here, I cancelled my Limitless card after about a month or so. Um, just because the Odeon down here is so cheap. It's mm -hmm. four pounds. Four pounds a ticket um, at any given time. You know, it's not sort of peak times or anything like that. It's four pound a pop, um, so it works out cheaper for me to just go as and when I I choose. And I don't think it's been helped by the fact that um, there's hardly been anything on in the intervening months anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, apart from you know Star Wars and the things we'll talk about, but. I've not been wanting to go to the cinema every week anyway because of the, the lack of good films out there mm -hmm. at the moment. But yeah, yeah I'm no longer a Odeon Limitless uh, member, boys. Well, frankly, wow. I think it's absolutely disgusting <laughs> <laughs> that uh, these people think they can discriminate based on where you live. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's scandalous, isn't it? And can I can I just have a little pop at Odeon now while I'm here? Please do, <laughs> for it, please do. While I'm on it, while I'm on it. So, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, I wanted to watch it on the big screen, so I deliberately went to the Odeon in Blackpool when I got home because I didn't want to. But one here in Western, the screens just aren't as good. Um, it's still it's still a very good cinema. And the, I can't argue with the price, but mm. the screens just aren't as big and the surround sound ain't as good. Um, mm. I went to Star Wars Last Jedi on Monday at five o'clock. So a Monday evening is not a peak time or busy time. Mm. How much did I pay for my tickets? Fifteen fifty. Mm, I paid £10.50 to see Star Wars The Last Jedi. Scandalous. Oh, um, £10.50. I mean, this isn't a Friday night... Um, showing it's a Monday. Mm. There was hardly anyone in there. I thought it was. I, I actually laughed at her when she said, "I thought, fucking hell, I've only been away for two months. <laughs> <laughs> You're charging me ten pound, bastard fifty. So, <laughs> I was not impressed. I was not impressed. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even yeah. opening night or anything, was it? That's, that's what I'm saying, Jack. That's my point. It, it wasn't a yeah. it wasn't a premiere night. It wasn't a busy time. It, it's you're quite right, Richie. How we can 
go from one extreme to the other in the price ranges is it makes my blood boil. (laughs) (laughs) You should write a letter of complaint, Henry. I should, yeah, and especially after being a limitless holder for a good 16, 18 months, maybe. It was Mm. uh, very disappointing. Mm. But yeah, there you go, Odeon, you absolute shithouses. Well, good to get that off my chest. Yeah, you've been holding on to that for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> um, right, well, unless anyone has got any other grievances against cinemas. Mm, no, not really. No? Um, no. Not this week. I think maybe we should probably get into uh, the big event. Mm-hmm. Which one do we want to do first? Are we doing this in chronological order or what? Um, I really don't mind. Are we doing Star Wars last? Chronological order, yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, Well, that would mean that the first thing we're going to review then is Justice League. (laughs) Here's a clip. I know you have abilities. I just don't know what they are. My special skills include uh, viola, uh, web design, fluent in sign language, gorilla sign language. Silica-based quartz sand fabric, abrasion resistant, heat resistant. Uh, Yeah, I do competitive ice dancing. It's what they use on the space shuttle to prevent it from burning up on re-entry. I do very competitive ice dancing. Whoever you're looking for, it's not. like an oversimplification i'm putting together a team people with special abilities you see i believe enemies are coming stop right there i'm in you are yeah i i need friends justice league is directed by Zack snyder and joss whedon i suppose and it stars ben affleck henry cavill amy who's rustling that bloody fudge woody Sorry, is that me? Sorry. Is that you? Yes, it is you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's this? What? I'm not name? making any more noise. No, it's now. not. It's not you. It's not you. Uh, he's, j- laughing at the, he's laughing at the cast. I'm laughing at the oh, cast. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, let's all laugh at the cast, shall we? Uh, <laughs> J- Jason Momoa. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy Irons. And the synopsis is, fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, to face an even greater enemy. What did you, uh, two, <laughs> think of Justice League? Go on, Jack. Well, we... Let's go to you oh. first. <laughs> <laughs> Get straight right, in there. Well, I mean, what more can we say about DC and Zack Snyder that we haven't already said. I mean, I was the odd one out here amongst us when it came to Wonder Woman because I gave that three stars. And I thought it was a vast improvement, sorry, vast improvement (laughs) on what had come before it. But Mm. I also said um, at the time that I can guarantee when we next see her on screen in Justice League, we're going to be back to square one. And that's exactly where we are. And do you know what? 
I think DC now is actually beyond repair and beyond saving. It's too far gone, way too far gone. If this film, if Justice League had been really good and they made the necessary changes, you know, primarily getting rid of Mr. Snyder, then who knows? That could have been the fresh spark needed and they could have gone on in a new direction maybe. But what they've actually ended up doing with this film is hammering in the final nail because I'm sorry, but it was just a complete shower of shite. <laughs> Henry, over to you. Do you agree? Is it beyond repair? Just to, just to jump in here, uh, in case audiences hadn't noticed, we've um, we've kind of hired Joe here to be voice of the people uh, <laughs> and, and mediator of the of the group. He's the voice of people who have not seen any of these films because he has not seen any of these films. Yes. Um, so. That's why he's taking charge here and is, you know... I will, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep switching between you. So, Jack, I mean, get, keep on your toes, because I might not go to Richie next. I might go straight back to you. And, you, <laughs> you know, we can't, you, you, we, you, we can't have any dead man. air. We can't have any dead air, so you're going to have to... <laughs> Joe, you, know... you are the master of ceremonies. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> right, Henry, go on. Is it beyond, is it beyond repair? Uh, do you know what, Pep? Uh, it is, and very rarely, but I actually wholeheartedly agree with Jack Francis Clark on this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was complete and utter dross, and <laughs> DC, DC is gone now. It's it's gone. It's. I think personally, the nail was in the coffin a long time ago. Um, as Jack sort of pointed out there, I hated Wonder Woman, and I know Richard did as well. Um, they just don't learn from their mistakes. It's as simple as that. Um, just the same errors over and over again. And I really struggled with this film. And do you know what made it even worse for me was that Justice League, it was the last film I saw with a limitless card. (laughs) And what a way to bow out. I mean, it was just horrendous. Everything about it, everything about it was awful. Um, Ezra Miller is one of the worst castings, one of the worst characters in the superhero film that, from recent memory. Mm. Um, he was everything about him. They were trying so hard with the humour with this in this one. Yeah. Um, mm. And he he was providing most of it as this awkward, bumbling uh, sort of teenager. But he was just completely unfunny. And he, I just, he had a face where I just wanted to punch him so hard. <laughs> um, just mainly just so he could shut up, to be honest, because he was doing my nutting. Um, but, but there was just problems... Uh, all over the shop with this film to be honest Joe um, there was nothing about it that I actually enjoyed not one element and that's been the same of every DC film that I've ever seen so um, that's my that's my take on it okay and uh, Richie I will go to you next I mean (laughs) do you agree with Henry is it there was nothing good about this film well I'm about two months removed from this film now Joe (laughs) um is it completely off your radar now? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's going to be slightly tricky to recall all the intricacies and details, but uh, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here and disagree oh. with young Jack Clark and Henry Woodsford. Wow. What? <laughs> oh, I like that reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I have to say, I think they're completely wrong uh, about DC being completely gone and uh, irreparable right and the reason for that uh, young gentleman is because uh, you know they're making money 
Mm-hmm. And um, while they're still making some money, it's it's always going to carry on. Um, oh no! I mean, when when I said you know beyond repair, of course I don't believe for one second that they're going to give up and just stop making these superhero films. But I don't think they can now go on a path that is going to lead to films that we actually like. They can. They can, Jack. This is why you're wrong. See, they can. Ju- they have. They have the their option to just carry on as they are. Keep. I don't know. Who knows whether they they'll keep making money if they keep doing it the way they're doing it. It's possible. Mm. Um. Because the you know the algae will, you know they'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> however, if they decide they actually want to make a good film, while there's still money in the bank, that is always possible. You know they just yeah. have to completely change everything they're doing, and just go, go, you know go back to just go back and think what happened ten years ago, mm. or poss- or even more than that when we hired. Christopher Nolan, to uh, to make some Batman films. Yeah, that's films. true. Uh, what do we do right? Mm. What did we do mm. wrong? And just take it from there, and just basically stop trying to copy Marvel. Do your own thing. Mm. However, I am going to agree with them that the film was a piece of shite, and uh, I absolutely hated it. Okay. Um, going back to you, Henry, for a moment. You said you yes. disliked Wonder Woman, and I know Richie did as well. Correct. Um, which was worse? Oh God! I mean, that is tricky. Oh, do you know what? It's been so long since I've seen both. <laughs> it's hard to sort of tell you exactly, but I'd probably go for Wonder Woman to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, I re- I really didn't get um, the the hype it was getting because I just couldn't see anything different from the other films, the other you know Suicide Squad, uh, BBS, mm. POS. Um, they they all follow the same method, and Wonder Woman didn't do that for me. I know Jack thought it did, and a lot of people, not just the algae, not just the lowest common denominator, mm. uh, thought that it did offer a bit of change, but I didn't. Um, mm. And I think I would go with Wonder Woman, because to be fair to Justice League, it wasn't two and a half hours, it was just under two. Um, <laughs> felt like, probably felt like two and a half, but it it was a bit bearable in that sense. Um in terms of the time, because usually they're all two hour, two and a half plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but can I just go back to sort of a point, Richie? You made a very interesting point there um, about the Nolan, Nolan's mm-hmm. Batman. Uh, probably three, not even just su- sort of superhero films, just as a trilogy, a fantastic collection of films in twenty first century. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? I, I agree. Yeah, they're obviously still making money. I think it's a decision that they are making. Of they can, they've done it before with hiring Christopher Nolan, they are making a choice. They don't want to go down that road. They want to follow a formula that isn't about making a good film. It's about making the most money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they're going to go back and hire someone like Denny Villeneuve or any other director who's got their own vision and their own their own project, their own identity. They're never going to hire that and say, here's a story, have a goo, and just do what you want. They're not going to do that. They're going to keep on in this stupid dark world with all these ridiculous um, storylines. And yeah, I just think they're never going to get out of their way. They can make the choice, Richie, you're right. They can make the choice of saying, Zack Snyder, get in the bin. Um, Mm. We're going to get someone else in with a new idea and a new vision. 
But I just don't think they're ever going to make that choice because they're making so much money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And I agree, well, firstly, I agree that I think Wonder Woman is worse than Justice League as well. Uh, I think Wonder Woman is a more offensive film than Justice League is. Right. Uh, and it annoys me greatly that people think it's a progressive yeah. film. Um, but secondly, yeah, I do agree with you on the fact that this isn't this isn't something that they're going to choose to change now, uh, or certainly not soon, mm. because they're just they're just completely stuck on this cinematic universe idea that they're copying from Marvel. They just think it's such, it's just I don't know, it's just the holiest idea they can ever do, yeah. and they're just not they're not gonna I don't know something's just stopping them from moving away from it. Mm. Uh, it's probably the money. Um, yeah. And you know the other way to look at it is that, yeah, they they're not going to well they may they may not choose to go to a visionary a visionary director uh, such as Denis Villeneuve or <coughs> the others that you mentioned Woody the other the other way to think of it is what direct what respectable di- director is going to uh, touch them now mm-hmm. I can't yeah. I can't see it happening no. I fucking wouldn't <laughs> no. No, that's a very good yeah. point, Richie. Well, the thing is with Nolan as well, they they said to him, they gave him free reign to do what he wanted with the character of Batman. Mm. And Christian Bale came in and took his own take on Batman. Mm. Tom Hardy came in and took his own take on Bane. And, you know, Ben Affleck just copied Christian Bale's voice. And I think, yeah, they're never going to give a director free reigns again. And yeah. you spot on, um, if I was Danny Villeneuve, I would not touch it with a barge pole because you go you go to a studio and okay, Blade Runner didn't do as well at the box office as people would have hoped, but I I, I don't care what films make on a box office personally. It's all about the, the cult status that they gain, mm. which something like Blade Runner will eventually get, I think. Mm. Um, it is annoying yeah, though that people don't get what they deserve. Of course it is. Of, of course it is, and I think it's a shame of the, the market now. We are. We often judge a film on its successes by its monetary successes, mm. and not its mm. successes in a, terms of uh, the satisfaction of the customer who's gone to see it. Yeah. Um, but I do think Blade Runner twenty forty nine will turn. It'll, it'll it'll break even, I reckon, over over time. But yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's just, you are right, Richie. I think that's just that's just for the film industry, isn't it? It's it's all down to. Uh, the zeros that you make at the end of it, but but when you when you you know talking about giving directors free reign and you know DC will never do that. You could argue that Marvel proved with Thor Ragnarok that they were happy to do that because I think they gave Taika Waititi pretty much free reign. Like that film is you know it's got all of his sort of signature styles of comedy and it's very different to the first two Thor films. Mm. Yeah, but look at look at Ant Man though. They gave Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish. For, they worked on that for eight years and then cut them off because yeah. they didn't want an Edgar. They didn't want Edgar Wright to make an Edgar Wright Marvel film. Yeah, so, so it may be the case. Yeah. It may be the case that they're learning. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a weird decision. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know how much you know freedom Taika Waititi had. Mm. Um, probably, yeah, a decent amount. Because um, it did, it did seem to be very much his style. Yeah. Um, but apparently, um, a lot of it was improvised as well. Mm-hmm. With Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. the characters really. And he, I think you can see that in, there, in the film. You can tell. Sorry, you cut out for a second there when you said. Oh, I was, I was saying. Um, apparently, a lot of the a lot of the 
before Ragnarok was improvised. Um, mm. And I think you can tell it's got that sort of free reign of comedy. Yeah. Um, which you are right, yeah. Jack. Yeah, you are right with that. Jack, but, what did but... you what did you like of this film then? Because you know you were the you, oh, you were the gosh. one that liked Wonder Woman the best. Well, you, obviously, you well, said this was worse. What did you like? Wonder Woman. Honestly, <laughs> honestly you know, like, yeah, yeah. Well, she was hard. She wasn't in this much, and I think to be honest, Joe, it's a very very difficult question to answer. I've not really even considered um, my answer to that question because genuinely, when I watched it and having left the cinema, and even now, you know, like which he says, a couple of months down the line, I still look back and I can only. I can only think about how bad it was. I honestly don't know if there was anything I liked. Mm. I mean, one of the biggest problems with it for me was just mm. how rushed it felt. And, you know, the speed at which they recruited the other superheroes was just embarrassing and it was never going to work. And we've had we've had solo films for Superman and Wonder Woman, but this is the first time we've seen The Flash, Cyborg, who was god-awful, yeah. and Aquaman. I mean, how are we supposed to get on side with them? We saw the shortest little backstories ever, and then that was it. We're just meant to think, okay, yep, I, I know all about him now. I'm happy for him to join the team, and let's just get on with it. Yeah. You can't do it that quick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty mm. established uh, critique of this of this film. Yeah, there's yeah. just you know, there's there's just no character within any of them. The, uh, the person that's got the most amount of character in this film is the Flash, and it's because he's the most annoying. <laughs> um, I mean, even 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 characters that there have been previous films for Wonder Woman. Okay, we know Wonder Woman's got absolutely no character whatsoever, and, and nothing redeemable about her from any of the previous films. She's just got the same face and voice she does. She's an absolute uh, terrible actress and a piece of shit. But <laughs> but you know, also Batman. I just get nothing from him. There is nothing yeah, coming from yeah, Ben Affleck yeah. in terms of character for for Batman. And this is yeah. the this is this is what is this is the second f- film he's been yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Th- if you, he was in Suicide Squad for briefly, Not, wasn't he? Yeah, doesn't fucking count. Um, yeah. But, it's, it's, but you know, I, I honestly, I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything about about him. I don't, no. You know no. that I he's just there's just nothing to him whatsoever. The the only no. thing I can recall from him from that film is the line from the trailer where he says, "I'm rich." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh right, is that a character trait of yours? That's, that's the first I've seen of one. Yeah, um, completely agree, Richie. I question. think I think Ben Affleck is a terrible Batman, and I think if they are gonna, you know, like you say, there is chance possibly to improve and start making good films again. But getting rid of him as Batman has got to be one of the first jobs because he is awful. Mm. Serious question to Henry now. Are you ready, Henry? I'm ready. Do you think? There will be an Aquaman film. Ooh, we, we know there is. Yeah. Oh, say, is there? I was going to say, I think there there already is going to be one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's coming out. I think it's next year. Oh, flipping heck! I thought that was a good question, Joe, because yeah. I, did, I didn't even know the answer. I didn't know that it was coming out. No. <laughs> Are you going to go see it? That's the next one. Um, I, I think there's more chance of hell freezing. Over <laughs> <than> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, actually, if he's, anco- if I think you said the same about Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said the same thing about Justice League there, though, Woody. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, if episode 200, if we need Aquaman to, if that's what we're going to go and see. I might have to go and pay my four pounds and go and see it. But um, yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to remember. You know, we we do have some obligations as part of film night. This is a public service. Yes, mm. yes. 
Mm. Yeah. But I, I, I just, Joe, just to sort of answer your question slightly, the character of Aquaman, um, again, was just a dire addition. And mm. as Jack pointed out, with, these backstories were so rushed and I was just so uninterested anyway. But mm. I couldn't really get on side with any of these of this team, to be honest. And mm. they were very uninspiring for, for a bunch of superheroes. And yeah, well, that's oh, the God. that's the sort of no. thing, isn't it? And that that's sort of where the question, you know, could go whether it is going to be is are people going to go and watch the Aquaman film for Aquaman because what they've seen in this film, or are they going to go and see Aquaman because it's a Marvel film, you know, um, mm. and and that it's just going to make money. And that's the that's the idea, isn't it? Can I bring up something uh, mm. that I hate about this film? Mm. Go for it. Um, so we've talked about how the how the film is kind of very similar to the, its previous its predecessors, and um, that is that is very true. You know, all the all the dialogue is absolutely atrocious, and it, and is is very uh, reminiscent of the others. Um, but also, I mean, there are some differences, and this is due to the addition of Joss Whedon, because uh, he was brought in after a tragic incident with Zack Snyder's family, mm. uh, which I won't go into here. Uh, deep respect to Zack Snyder. <laughs> and um... well, we could have done a favour, and it could have—he could have suffered a terminal illness. It might have done the film a favour. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're back, folks. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right. Zach, if you're listening, but you're an absolute sea bomb, mate. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well, can I can I just quickly move this on? Uh, and I didn't I didn't get my point across, but all right. Oh, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, Jack. Please let, let let Richie finish. Thank you very much, Richie. Um, so the addition of of Joss Whedon, I think, was was pretty obvious because uh, there were a lot of things in this film that were pretty much the same as. The Avengers, the first Avengers film. Haven't seen it. Has anyone seen it? No. No. For fuck's sake, right. <laughs> um, well, a lot of the plot, a, a lot of the plot is basically the same as the first Avengers film, and the, basically uh, the ending is kind of similar. They're just fighting horde of the horde of uh, aliens, basically, and um, even things like. Oh, have we talked any spoilers yet? Um, no, but we can. I don't, do. th- I don't think we need to really. I think we should give up. We think of it and move yeah. on to the next one. I mean, yeah, I'm going to assume that the fact that Superman's in the film is not a spoiler. I think everyone knew that. Well, he's, he's he's on the poster now. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, fucking. Yeah. They changed it on Letterboxd. I saw that. Okay, so there's a moment in the film where uh, Superman comes back to life uh, <gasps> and. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, his brain's been reprogrammed or some shit, and he doesn't know who he is. And uh, it's basically all just uh, an excuse to have a fight between the heroes in the film. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that happened in the event, the Avengers film, but a lot more kind of believably and less contrived, basically. Mm. And I do think mm. these things just have come from Joss Whedon. Uh, I think he's probably just kind of brought whatever he he had from the Avengers over to this, just applied the same <laughs> shit. Um, but you can yeah. kind of you can kind of sense a bit of his cringy dialogue in there as well as Zack Snyder's own cringy dialogue. Has he done anything else that I would have seen that apart from the Avengers? I don't think so. All right, okay. 
but yeah, I don't know. He, he he did a good job with the Avengers, but anything he brought to this just didn't work. Mm-hmm. No, but you have to remember that obviously with the Avengers, he would have been in control from the start, whereas this yeah. was so this was so clearly thrown together, and obviously Snyder leaving um, midway through or whenever it was wouldn't have been ideal for them. And you can tell it's just it's like a jigsaw that isn't put together properly. It's just all over the place. And what, one of the things I couldn't believe, you know, this is what like I don't know what the budget would have been, but I'm guessing way over. 150, 200 million. I was staggered by just how bad the CG was. Like mm. it wasn't, it wasn't even the occasional moment or every time they were flying through the air or there was a big battle. It just looked like it was made on paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, do, do you know about the uh, specific CG on Superman's face? Oh, the mustache. Yeah. Um, I heard about that afterwards. I've got to say, when I was watching it, I didn't really... Oh, well, I, I knew about it before, and I just thought it looked absolutely awful. Did you did you notice anything <laughs> weird about his face? Or did honestly, it not really register? Honestly not, but... Why, why was it, anyway? Was Could he not shave or something? No, yeah, no, he he was in an, another film. I'm not, yeah, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else. Anyway, he was filming for something else, and he needed a moustache for it. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, Fucking hell. So they CG'd his moustache off. And he just looks fucking retarded in Justice League because of it. Oh, uh, no, I didn't notice, places. actually. What was the film he was in? I'm going to find that. Someone else talk while I find it. And um, all... uh, can, I just, can I just interrupt? Um, yeah, go for it. JC9, I do think you are right about the CG. It was dire. But i just add that I expect nothing less because in Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. in Wonder Woman, in BVS, POS... Um, <laughs> The CG has always been terrible. It was the DC films have never looked polished, and the, the, the special effects have never looked good. And this yeah. film just only sort of added further fuel to the fire of that argument. Because you're quite right, the budgets for this are mega. I've um, just looked it up. What have you spent it? Three hundred, three hundred million. No, that, and, that's uh, crazy. That's sort of half of. Be Blade Runner twenty forty nine budget. Is it seriously? Oh my and god! How, and that is, you know, visually that's a work of art. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Even Joe didn't like the film, but you got to admit that visually mm-hmm. it was very pleasing. Oh yeah. And in terms of the, in terms of the CG and the the set design and all that. Yeah. Oh, three hundred million is oh god. And it doesn't help, does it, when they put this? They insist on putting this incredibly dark tint on everything. No, it doesn't help matters at all uh, because it it just it just really takes you out of the film. You just yeah, can't I hate get that. into it. Can I also bring up a point that I know would have infuriated us all with equal measure? Um, mm. We often talk about here on Film Night our hate for you know larger than life, cliched villains, yep. and Steppenwolf. I'm sorry, he is probably the ugliest, <laughs> crappiest villain. I mean, what, what I don't understand is, why did he have to be fully CG? Could they not have at least done, you know, something else? It, when he's battling actual actors, it's always going to look like shite. I'll be honest, Jack, <laughs> I can't even remember what it looks like. He was just, he was fully CG, voiced by Kieran Hines. Um, and honestly, I, I think he is the worst I've seen. Wow. 
I yeah, he, he was terrible, Jack. I, I do agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. By the and... way, the film uh, that Henry Cavill was in that he needed a moustache for was the next Mission Impossible film. Oh, God. Oh. They're doing another one of them. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Can, can I can I also quickly bring up, because I mm-hmm. sense that we're finishing on this in a minute, Yeah. yeah. Um, the post-credit scene with Jesse Eisenberg? Didn't see it. I know, I, I left the auditorium uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah. Oh, okay. As quick as, um, as the Flash. As the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, blink, blink, and I was gone. <laughs> well, to give a brief summary, basically, Jesse Eisenberg, super yacht with all these fucking birds around him, and he's just sat there, and Deathstroke, who's going to be this new villain, this new character, um, arrives on the boat, walks up to Jesse Eisenberg, and basically suggests that they create their own Justice League um, with all, all like, right. the bad guys. Oh, kind of like a Suicide um, Squad. Kind of like <laughs> a Suicide Squad. <laughs> and, you know, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, I think we, we all agreed that, you know, he, he was not good in that role. And so, you know, having watched Justice League and got to the end and he wasn't in it, you're kind of thinking, well, at least Jesse Eisenberg didn't come back. And then right at the end, there he is. And, I mean, Richie, you made that point earlier about there is a possibility it might improve, but based on the back of that, mm-hmm. I mean, it, we might be waiting a while. Is that the Legion of Doom, then? I actually don't know, because I don't really, I'm not really well-knowledged on this universe, but... Well-knowledged. Yeah, okay. Um, well-versed. <laughs> right. Well, I think yeah, we should probably should we go to... I think we should probably move on because mm-hmm. uh, we've got two other films to talk about. Yeah, are we doing favourite scenes? Oh fuck! No, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's two months, so forget <laughs> it. Ratings? No, zero point five. Next, <laughs> Jack. Um, yeah, zero point five. Richie, and it's zero point five for me. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, all right, so yeah, so next thing we're going to talk about is. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Wait a minute. <laughs> how, do you meet, how do you mute your mic? I've tried to do it. It's not working. <laughs> you are a villager. <laughs> how do you do it? I hope you realise I'm going to leave all this in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Oh, actually, um, while we're here, can I just sort of... Last point on Justice League. Um, I wish no ill health on Zack Schneider or any member of his family. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're all... Yeah. We're just uh, we're just goofing around here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I found out how to do it now. All oh, right, there's a button at the bottom. Yeah, pretty oh, obvious. It's too late now. Can you edit that out, please? Don't put that in. No, put put that in. Put that in. Uh, right. Okay. So the next thing we're going to talk about is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Uh, here's a clip. Black Mamba! Oh! It's a Black Mamba. Okay, trust one another and never blink. Never blink. <gasps> you guys, I think it's a staring contest. What are you talking about? Think about it. Never blink. Guys, who's good at staring and not blinking? I'm amazing at it. Then this is your moment. Just say when. Now. 
Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is directed by Jake Kasdan and it stars <laughs> it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, Kevin Hart Jack Black Karen Gillan and Reese Darby the synopsis is four teenagers are sucked into a magical video game and the only way they can escape is to work together to finish the game Jack what did you think of this film <laughs> okay so this film gave me what I wanted and what I expected and I'll stop you there so Jack oh. sorry I'll stop you there um I've got a bit of a bone to pick with you, Jack, um, okay. because I've had to sit here uh, for the last two months and look at your letterboxed. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? And uh, I'm just, uh, I mean, let's just have a let's just have a look here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil your rating for Jumanji here. Uh, that's three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half out yes. of five, by the way, for Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's just look further on here. Um, uh, go into diary. Um, can I also say no. that this is... No. This is, I, right, I feel so like shut up, Jack. Jack, shut the fuck up. Uh, yes, you are being attacked. I've been waiting to do this. Uh, so three and a half for Jumanji, just, just bear that in mind. Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Three stars out of five. What <laughs> the hell? Um, you can't always Jack, get in the sea, mate. You can't just compare every film to each, to each other's <laughs> rating. You do. I, I can try. I, I think something's been going on, Jack. I think while we've been away, you've uh, you've been to play, and uh, I, I don't I don't really know how to how to attack you well enough. <laughs> for it to for it to stick because I feel like I feel like you've slipped back into your old ways, uh, back back to pre twenty fifteen Jack, no, uh, in which you I've, just I'm kind just... of give give everything a good rating. Uh, well, I'm I'm just honest. I, I I say what I think, and if I if I enjoyed it, I'll say. Yeah, and I think. Uh, I think and you've... also, Anchorman. You know, I think I, you've been I watching with the blinders that. on I re- again. I rewatched. I rewatched that film, and I was just, yeah, it was good, but I was a bit underwhelmed because I just had such great memories of it, and I don't know, I don't know. Look, I've got no explanation. Henry, are you able to just remind me of what rating Jack gave? Uh, what was it? Uh, Groundhog Day again. Um, was it two and a half stars? Was it? Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, so. I don't know what it was. Yeah, interesting. I think that I think that is what it was. Uh, uh, is there any point explaining yourself, Jack? Or... I don't feel I need to, Richie. No. Yes, I can confirm. Jack watched Groundhog Day on thirteenth of August two thousand seventeen and gave it two and a half stars. Um, yeah. Quite baffling. Okay, so please explain to me. Okay, so go on then. Please explain to me why you feel that Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, oh starring starring Dwayne Johnson, uh, this Kevin is not Hart, and en- Jack Black. This is not something that enters my thoughts when I whenever I do a rating. Well, clearly nothing enters your thoughts when you're doing this. <laughs> no, whenever, whenever I do a rating, I just think about what I've just watched. I never think, oh well, if I gave that this, then I can't really give that this. That's no, not but how it works. Surely you could just watch Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle and realize that it deserves much lower than that. Right, well, look, this film, like I said, 
obviously, yes, I'm going in, not expecting a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I laughed, not all the time, not at every joke, but I certainly laughed. And I found it some nice light relief. And my brain was completely disengaged. Look, it is what it is. Actually, the first thing that I should say, really, is that I would much rather this film didn't exist. And the only Jumanji film out there for all of time is the Robin Williams version from the 90s. I disagreed that this should have been done in the first place. However, here it is, and we've got it. And I was able to just relax and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, of course, I realised that it's not going to go down as one of the greats, and Karen Gillan is terrible, yes. <laughs> Nick, Nick Jonas is terrible, yes. Really bad. <laughs> I forgot he was but, in it. Well, <laughs> as, for, as for, you know, Dwanta Claus, Kevin Hart, and, you know, our good boy JB, I actually did think their interactions were fun, and I laughed, so there you go. Especially Jack Black, actually. I, I did think, he, I did thoroughly enjoy his performance. Well, I know he's why a great comedic actor. Yeah. I know why you're doing this, Jack. Uh, I can see exactly what's going on in your mind. And frankly, I think it's shameful. The reason that you're giving this such a high rating, and uh, this is definitely true, by the way, um, <laughs> is because... I know what's coming. You're a sellout, okay? You have seen, in recent months, maybe listeners don't know about this, but okay. in recent months, um, on our Twitter feed, we received... Sorry, Richie, sorry, Richie could you just remind me what that Twitter feed is, please? Oh, sorry, that's... Uh, <laughs> at Film Night underscore. At Film Night underscore, yeah, thank you. you. If, you yeah. Want, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us there. Mm. Yes. Uh, so on this, this Twitter feed... Um, we tweeted something about Dwayne the Rock, and uh, and he came back to us. That's right. He mm. ca he responded, mentioning our t our tweet, and said uh, thanks, lads, or something to that effect. He said thank you, boys. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and this this uh, see this is what I'm talking about now. And now you are so worried that anything you do may somehow get back to Dwayne the Rock and you're <laughs> just you're just kissing no, you his know. feet you you know you your your love for him that's been an obsession since you were about 5 years old has increased to a level that i find disgusting no, um, everyone cannot, everyone you know, everyone here all our listeners know that i've always loved dwayne and yes he tweeted us and yes it may have been the best moment of my life but <laughs> That that did not... I'm not going to tell out and say, look, the next time Dwayne Johnson is in a shitty film, I'll tell you. But his performance in this was no worse than he was in Central Intelligence, was no worse than he was in... He was terrible in I Central Intelligence. <laughs> he, was, he was terrible in uh, San Andreas, actually. Um, <sighs> but no, this is, this is an invalid point, Richie, and one that I have to just quash straight away. If we had watched Baywatch after... Uh, post the tweet that, no, that is so incident, bullshit. you would have given that a much higher rating than you did when we actually... Um, well, maybe we'll find out later when we do our top five worst of the year. You are a sellout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can't change your opinion on it now. It's too late. No, I'm not going to change. I've, I've got no, it written down. That's what, no, can that's I, what I'm can saying. I just interrupt, guys? Yeah, go on. Because, Richie, you, I was actually going to ask a question of to uh, Jack Francis of... Um, if Dwayne 
hadn't have retweeted us and uh, put our name out there to his millions of followers, <laughs> would you have enjoyed Jumanji as much as you did, Jack? Probably, yes. What, if, even if he didn't tweet us? Probably. It's I wasn't bullshit. watching Honestly, it thinking, about, thinking fact, about that tweet. The fact that you can't even, you know, be definite with your answer there tells me everything. <laughs> no, no, no. It, that tweet did... Honestly, no, I'm being honest here. Listeners, no. That did not affect my viewing experience. You're a sellout, Jack. I'm not a sellout. <laughs> right, Richie, can you please give me your thoughts? Yeah, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was a piece of shit, uh, as predicted. You know what? The, the, the thing is, I, I would probably say that Jack Black was the best thing in the film. Um... If, even though I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that crazy about him anyway, but more because of the, just the character and the writing. <clears throat> I actually think he uh, put in a pretty stellar effort at doing what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, in the playing film, a sixteen-year-old girl. In the film, he's playing a sixteen-year-old girl, and this is a very stereotypical sixteen-year-old girl who is constantly on her mobile phone and making social media references, uh, and that was all pretty uh cringy and awful and so for the first half of the film all jack black is doing is just saying has anyone seen my phone where's my phone i I really want my phone and it just made me want to stab myself in the eye uh, (laughs) as it was happening um but he you know he was able to deliver some jokes um in classic jb style and those were you know those went well. I would say the thing I, I laughed at the most in the film, or my, or my favourite scene, if you will, would be when Jack Black was trying to charm a snake. Yes, that yeah. was very funny. Well, it was, you know, not funny. I wouldn't say it was very funny. Um, but, you know, things like The, the Rock in this, I just, I just don't really see how you can say that he gave you exactly what you wanted in this. Because, if I'm being honest, I found The Rock and his character to be dull. And not really much comedy... No, you can't. Not really much comedy to it at all. So I don't don't know what he gave you that is exactly what you wanted. Hmm. Well, when I say what I wanted... Hmm, you mean well, something I'll, else? I'll, I'll, I, no, no. I'll be the first to admit, and I've, I've, I've never said that he's an incredible actor. <laughs> he is not. Thank Christ. No, he's not. He's <laughs> not an incredible actor. We know that, and we know what type of performance we're going to get. Or even a good actor, or even no, no. an actor. But I still, despite that fact, because it is a fact, despite that, I still enjoy watching him on on screen. And yeah, you I enjoy think... seeing him do the people's eyebrow in every film he does and <laughs> no. no this is just i'm never going to get anywhere <laughs> no go on go on say your point no that was it really oh. yes he did deliver what i expected <laughs> of him but what what i'm saying is i didn't expect a top class performance i expected what he gives us which is well for me anyway an entertaining performance yeah but my point is when you say giving you what you expect or whatever what i assume you mean by that is a village performance but in this, you know, which I could I could see you getting out of from a film like Central Intelligence, or maybe even Baywatch, but from this, I just didn't I didn't get that at all. He was he just was boring because his character was boring, so he wasn't able to do anything village or you know funny in that sense. You know, his okay. character his character was the straight man, which I find a very strange thing to use Dwayne the Rock for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean, he still had his comedic moments. 
And, you know, his interactions with Kevin Hart were all usually quite comedic. Disagree. <laughs> but well, he was rubbish and I thought Kevin Hart was rubbish, as, as usual. I don't... I do not find the banter between them to be enjoyable. Ever. Can I interrupt, boys? Um, yeah. I did get caught out before. Did, did, did you notice? Um, uh, well, I noticed I went, you weren't saying anything. I went, well, I went missing. My my Wi-Fi went off and then that, now it's back on, so I thought it might have... Oh, um, okay, yeah. Anyway, I was yeah, getting a bit concerned it. that you weren't laughing at uh, enough of the things I was saying. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, well, I, mean, I, I basically missed it all and I, when I, I came back on and you were talking about Dwayne, so... I've missed about two minutes. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> but um, I just wanted to just ask a question then. Yeah, this is the second film now after Central Intelligence with Dwayne and Kevin Hart, and I remember watching Central Intelligence thinking it wasn't a great film. Um, it had a few moments where I might have exhaled, um, but <laughs> they, they, I remember my thing, my main point, uh, my main caveat, I should say, was it was unused potential with Kevin and Dwayne as um, the chemistry that they, they had together in that film. Mm. It was just wasted because the jokes were so bad and the, the actual storyline was a bit terrible. Mm. But were they at all village or funny in this film or, or, or what? I mean, I mean, yeah, we, we kind of touched on that in the conversation. Oh, we just sorry, had. sorry. Yes, that's right. Uh, Jack, was bas- Jack basically is of the opinion that it is and I'm of the opinion that it isn't. Right. Um... But what what I was what I was mainly saying in my point to Jack there was that I don't know what he's getting from Dwayne the Rock that he expects to be so funny because in this he isn't doing anything village or in that respect he's he's just playing a straight man so there's not really anything to get from him. That was yeah, my, that that's was my dis- point. That's disappointing then, isn't it? Yeah, cause that's, that, because that that is what you would expect from him the yeah. villageness. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and. Um... Just to use as sort of an example, then um, we've we've talked about how much we love Dave Batista on on the podcast now. Mm. And, <laughs> um, you know, he was a bit of light relief and a bit village in both the Guardians of the Galaxy films. But then we saw him in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I know we've talked about this a lot now tonight. This film, but we saw him in that film, and and now I think he's been quite rightly he's actually been respected as an, a good actor, yeah. a guy who can act. He's not just the wrestler who is for the muscles for the film, who yeah. might have a few lines. You know, he's come mm. on leaps and bounds since... Was it Spectre, the Bond film that he was in? Yeah. And he had his one line... Sorry, his <laughs> one word of shit. That was it. <laughs> now he's he's actually a very good actor. Mm. And I don't think Dwayne is doing the same thing. Yes, he'll no. be the highest paid, but there's only so there's only so many people's eyebrows that you can do in a film to, <laughs> to sort of let you get away with actually not being that good an actor yeah no, but Woody I, that's that's a point that I was making to Richie before and that's something I do agree with I don't think he's a very good actor but I, I just enjoy his personality and his charisma and so usually and I would say in Jumanji as well I still find him entertaining to watch on screen but you are right Dave Batista is a much better actor than Dwayne Johnson but do you see what I'm saying Jack about how he's yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. anything village in this that he was in Central Intelligence or anything or Baywatch. Yeah, he was certainly more village in those films. Um, but I still would disagree with you and, and say that, yeah, he was playing much more of a straight man, but he, I still laughed at some of his moments. I just think it was a mistake to do this whole thing where they're all playing a different high school character 
because I feel like it takes it just takes away what people want to see when it's these people on the screen. It takes away their own character. All all three of these people are if you, if you enjoy them, and Jack Black I do enjoy. Uh, all three of them are people that you kind of go to see them be themselves. Mm. That's a good point, actually. You are right. They, yeah, I mean, if you are going to get these three actors in one film, then I suppose you know it might not be the best idea in the world to start having them play, well, basically not themselves. And um, cliches, by the way. Hmm. They're all playing cliches. Yeah, yeah. Look, can I, I don't know. Look, three and a half, I think what it is is, when I find a film average or, you know, okay but not great, for me, I'll give that a, a three or whatever. And for you, that's a two maybe. It's just the way my brain works. It doesn't mean I loved it or liked it a lot. I just liked it. I thought it was okay. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, I think it's better than Baywatch. I don't know if I would <laughs> say it's better than Central Intelligence because it's been a while since I've seen that now. Uh, and, yeah, again, a couple of things from Jack Black I, I, I could find funny. Um, I think I think I think we really didn't like Central Intelligence. Yeah, I, I think I didn't like that. So. From memory, so yeah, maybe. I think, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Um, as I said, I think it was more of a case of un, un, uh, unused potential between Dwayne yeah. and Kevin because the storyline got ridiculous and it stopped trying to be a straight up comedy. It was trying to be a. Oh no, that was Baywatch, wasn't it? Actually, sorry, I'm getting, getting it mixed up now. I <laughs> know, oh, but you are you, you're right. And... No, I am right, aren't I? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I think I'm, the the storyline in Central Intelligence got crazy by the end of it because they were <laughs> they were turned into just like ridiculously stupid. Do you remember Jason Bateman's character and all that? And yeah, it got yeah, weird, yeah. wasn't it? But if if you remember, the thing we actually liked the most about Central Intelligence. And what demonstrated that chemistry the most was at the very end in the credits when they had that sort of gag reel. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Well, and speaking we actually... of untapped yeah. potential, um, I, I I really wish there had been more from Reese Darby. Uh, yeah, he was hardly in it, was he? Yeah, uh, I think he's a very funny guy, and I would have liked so to, funny. to see Hunt more for the Wilder people. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, and in Flight of the Concords, he's brilliant. Oh, Flight of the Concords, he is so. Yeah. Um, Every scene just makes me lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's great. And um yeah, he didn't have much to do in this film. Um so and you know, not that his character would have been that much in, that very, very enjoyable anyway. Um it I as far as I remember it, it didn't stick to its own rules very much, not that I would expect it to, like the whole video game world thing, like they said that any of the CPU characters would just go on a loop and, you know, have very limited things to say because they're just programmed in. Um, but that didn't really make much sense when they all started talking to each other and having full conversations that weren't stilted at all. And Yeah, I, I did notice that, yeah. Yeah, so things like that, it's just, you know... Obviously, the film doesn't expect you to give a shit about that and... Uh, I don't expect to give a shit about it, but I gave a shit about it. So. <laughs> well, Richie, what are here for, Richie? We should give yeah, a shit. Yeah. Um, Karen, Karen Gillan was awful in this film, but um, just as an actress, I mean, I can't remember. Just out of curiosity, did what? What do you think of her character in Guardians? Um, I think she's all right. I think she's a little. Uh, uh, there's a little bit of overacting going in her character in that. 
Yeah, I always remember her parts just being parts when I kind of not zone out, but definitely. I'm, I wouldn't I'm say not she's. As interested. I wouldn't say she's mm. awful. I don't. I, I don't know if I would say she's awful in in Jumanji either. I think she's a bit a bit you know as rubbish as anyone else is. As, I as rubbish as anyone from... would be with this script. Mm. And but uh, yeah, I do think she overacts in Guardians. Sorry, go on. Yeah, Lee. no, I was I was going to say Richie. I think I remember me and Joe had mm. the same point with Karen Gillan because she does the American accent, but. Mm. She she's the sister of someone, isn't she? In, in the Guardians films, yeah, Is that right? Gamora, 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 and she, she was just so angry and so over the top. Yeah, um, and they had that scene, didn't they, in the second one where they're fighting each other, and obviously we weren't going to kill one or the other of, we could never kill them off. But it's a for me, and I think I've just remember Joe making the point as yeah. well. It was a case of overacting, yeah. and. Yeah, I, I'm not really a fan, to be honest. No, I'm not. I'm not. I remember. I, I think I've spoken about her acting in a couple of films, actually. Um, were yeah. you guys? Were you guys watching the Doctor Who series when she was the companion? I was. Mm. Yeah, I thought she was all right in that. Was she with Matt Smith when that was? I mean, no. there's not. No, she was with David Tennant, wasn't she? Uh, was she? No, she was with Matt she Smith. Matt Smith, wasn't she? What? Yeah. Was she? Yeah, she yeah. No, she wasn't. Oh, she was only with Matt Smith. Right. Um, uh, I'm gonna check this out. Oh, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's not there's not much expectation of great acting in Doctor Who, is there? <laughs> no. Again, can I, can I also add? She was actually in. Um, I've just remembered now something I watched this year. Um, the Circle. Um, <laughs> oh my god! She was in. She was in that, which was a Netflix original film. Um, and she was absolutely abysmal in that as well. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. She was terrible in that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't I don't know if you've got much more to say, Jack, but uh, I think it's probably time we move on. We've got probably quite a lot to say about Star Wars, so... Yeah. Mm. What are you rating it? Um, well, I'll three and a half it... transfers to a seven out of ten, Jack, doesn't it? No, I'm gonna give it a five and a half. <laughs> um, Richie, I'll give it a one and a half. Okay. Ooh. Out of better uh, than Justice out of League. Ten. Okay. Yeah, it's better than Justice League. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gave I gave it a one on Letterboxd, I think, out of five. God. Um, right. So, moving on then. Moving on, I think. Yeah. To our final review. Which is for Star Wars: The Last Jedi. There was a new Star Wars film. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because Joe did. I did. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't on my radar at all. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, Star right. Wars: The Last Jedi. Here's a clip. When I found you, I saw raw. Untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. Something inside 
me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi is directed by Ryan Johnson and it stars Mark Hamill, Kerry Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, uh, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Andy Serkis and Donald Gleeson. The synopsis is, Rey develops her newly discovered abilities with the guidance of Luke Skywalker who is unsettled by the strength of her powers. Meanwhile, the Resistance prepares for battle with the First Order. Well, you got that right. Alright, um... So, what did you two think of Star Wars The Last Jedi? Go on, Henry, we'll go to you first. Well, okay. Um, I might have to take a bit of a run-up for this one, because, um, <laughs> again, you know, Jack sort of choked there about the, the sort of marketing and all that, and once it eventually rolled around... Um, sorry, can you still hear me? Yep. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I thought something made a noise. Um, once the film did actually... Uh, come round. I was looking forward to it, um, especially after what rewatching The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And after rewatching The Force Awakens, I thought, yeah, do you know what? This was good, but it's a New Hope uh, 2.0, and we need new direction and we need a new storyline. Um, and I really, really, really wanted the Last Jedi to deliver it, deliver to deliver on those fronts. Um, I think visually, it's probably the best star wars film okay um apart from maybe actually one or two bits that actually were quite strange some some of the cg some of the work mm-hmm. um and that's probably as, as the only positive that i could have from this wow um well, actually no there's a few of us but i was so underwhelmed and disappointed with this film i f- i just think it's turned into a another franchise like anything else and it should be a sacrosanct um set of films that should not be allowed to just be churned out one after a year and there's no doubt that disney involvement in this has affected the film and for me as a diehard fan i was gutted with this film i really was um Mm. i just it was so long i just hated it really because um, I, ha- I hold the others in such high regard and I was so mm. excited and it just didn't deliver for me and the only positive I, I had was was Adam Driver and his performance was pretty outstanding and the whole character of Kylo Ren was the best part of the film but I'm not waffling on here a bit boys I'm, and I don't want to sort of um, waffle on too much but my overall thought was that I was very very disappointed Okay, thank you. Right, Jack, go for it. Um, All right, well, I think it's quite an important point to make before I kick off. Um, Obviously, Woody said there that, you know, he's grown up with these films and he's a diehard fan, and the same can be said for Richie. But I want to make it clear as well, because people might not realise that I did not grow up with Star Wars. Um, When we rewatched the original trilogy before we went to see The Force Awakens... Um, apart from A New Hope, actually, which I had seen before, um, that was the first time, I'm pretty sure, that was the first time I'd seen uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. 
just to cut in um, here briefly. Sorry, Jack. Uh, but Henry and I didn't grow up with Star Wars either. We were we were not you know alive in the seventies and no no. But, I mean, we watched it <laughs> but we grew up watching it. You know. Yeah. Sorry. Through, uh, sorry. through the medium of VHS. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, continue. Yeah, so you, you yeah. Um, where was that? So, so on that point, I am still a very, well, yeah, relatively very newcomer to this whole universe, and my knowledge, standing, is not that great. I mean, I haven't seen any of the prequels. I know that Richie is dying to put me through that torture, <laughs> um, and I'm sure one day I'll get round to it. I just think it's important to say that because obviously I don't have that long-established affinity. Um, there's much less riding on it for me. And mm-hmm. of course, I go in wanting it to be good, obviously. But I'm not as nervous about it as perhaps people like Woody who who are sort of, you know, like Woody said, in love with them diehard fans. Now, okay. on to my review. Overall, I was a big fan of The Last Jedi. Um, I've got to say I spent the majority of time watching it completely wide-eyed and um, engrossed. I didn't know what was going to happen. I found it really thrilling for a lot of the time. Um, But there were also moments of, obviously, a bit of sadness and also laughter. And I know you guys probably hated the humour. And yes, I do agree. There were comedic attempts that didn't work at all. But for me, and it is hard to sort of actually remember specific moments now because it was like three and a half weeks ago, there were some funny moments which I enjoyed. Um, Adam Driver, yes, you're right, Henry. Probably the best part. Fantastic performance. Um, I really rate him as an actor. I also thought Mark Hamill was very good in this. And Daisy Ridley. Um, very good performances. Top draw. Um, but uh, but for me, especially Adam Driver, I think Kylo Ren's story arc is the most interesting thing in the film. He's just so good in it. and. But it's not all good. I I will make that clear. It's not all good. I do agree with Henry that it was slightly too long. Um, Could have been maybe 20, 25 minutes shorter. And unlike The Force Awakens, I don't think there was one new character that I liked. Um, Cringy lines, bad acting, terrible um, story arcs for most of them, especially Rose. I mean, the whole Monaco on gear segment was shocking. Um, (laughs) And I was gutted, really, to see Finn paired with her because, you know, he had so much potential coming off the back of The Force Awakens. He was introduced brilliantly by J.J. Abrams, and I think we all agreed after watching that that he was a brilliant new character. But in this, he was just shoved to the side with a character that I just could not get on board with. And I was a bit gutted for him, really. Benicio Del Toro, what the hell? Um, Bullshit boring, didn't like that. (sighs) And also, I mean, we're not going to get into spoilers just yet, but I wasn't I think, a actually fan. just saying that, Jack. I think we'll just get straight into spoilers for this. Uh, okay. I don't think there's okay. any point beating around the bush there. So mm. anyone, if you care about spoilers for The Last Jedi, then just <coughs> skip ahead. I'll put in the description when the spoilers will end. Okay. Well, just my last point was going to be um, I wasn't a massive fan of the ending. Um, but overall, I did mm. enjoy it. And that's my summary. Okay. So, Richie, we've got Jack who tended to like it. We've got Henry that absolutely hated it. Um, where do whoa, you stand whoa, on this? Whoa, well, whoa, well, whoa, okay, <laughs> maybe not absolutely hated it, but was unimpressed and was underwhelmed. Where do you yeah. weigh? Yeah. Well, I agree with Woody. Okay. Uh, I was disappointed by Star Wars The Last Jedi, and uh, pro- probably for all the same reasons that Woody was disappointed. For one thing, it 
uh, a lot of the plot was again very similar to the Empire Strikes Back, uh, which was my fear from the beginning, and so that that was that was upsetting. <clears throat> However, uh, I would say that I liked the second half of the film a lot more than the first half. I think there is a point where the film actually gets going, and I start to enjoy it. But by that point, I I just feel like it's it's almost too late because it's just it's just done such a poor job. Uh, by that point, anyway, I, I I don't see how Jack can say it's thrilling when you know we're just watching the the resistance just kind of. Uh, gently float away from the First Order for most of the first half of the film. Yeah, yeah, I agree that perhaps, you know, the Resistance, when you look at where they are at the start and where they are at the end, I agree that in terms of progression, there could have been a lot more in that area. But when I say thrilling, I'm, I'm sort of more talking about the, you know, the action and the battles I thought were all very, very well done. And as a spectacle, like Woody referred to earlier, yeah, it was yeah. pretty fantastic. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, it, it annoys me that it's filled with the same with the same plot points and uh especially when it was kinda of, it wasn't just us that was saying this about the Force Awakens. Everyone was annoyed that the Force Awakens was just a new hope again. Mm-hmm. And can, I, so... can I just ask you to clarify, Richie, when you say um using the same plot points from Empire, obviously only seen it once, so I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. Okay, so basically the fact that it starts off uh, a resistance, or I'm going to refer to the resistance as the rebels from now on. Uh, the rebel base uh, on some planet or whatever, and the first order has found them, and then mm. so the rebels have to then flee that base, and that's the opening of the Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Uh, and then, plus uh, our main character, our main Jedi character, is separated from the rest of the group, to go and train with an old master that is uh, isolated on another planet. Uh, that's also the main plot point from Empire Strikes Back. And then she feels the need to leave there to go and help her friends who are in trouble. Also, plot point from Empire Strikes Back. Um, I don't know if I've missed any there, but it, but no. the, that's what I'm referring to when I talk about that. And they're also just done in more kind of boring ways. You know, on one hand, you've got the resistance or the rebels slowly floating away from the first order, and then uh, you cut away from that to the more exciting story of Ray just kind of on this planet with Luke, not doing much, and just I don't know, just trying to. Th- fill a few gags in here or there that don't work and it's just not it's just not enjoyable I, I just didn't find that enjoyable there wasn't much interesting stuff going on with Luke and Ray. I don't think I, I disagree about Mark Hamill as well I don't think I, I really cared for him I don't know if it was his fault I think I just didn't really care for Luke's character in the film uh, well for maybe most of the film you know straight from him taking the lightsaber from Ray and then just throwing it straight behind his back in awful comedic fashion. Um, I just thought, oh dear, this is what we're in for. And also that's another plot point from uh, Empire Strikes Back that uh, the, the old master, Yoda in that case, uh, is reluctant to help the budding Jedi. Um, 
and just those humorous moments with Luke just kind of carried on and and him hitting Ray with a stick or whatever that was the joke that was hilarious oh gosh um and the one thing the one i hated the most was the film feeling the need to make this gag about where luke gets his blue milk from which is from the first one <laughs> with that, from that awful alien yeah. thing it's just I, oh god why are you doing this why are you shoving this into the film and making luke and look that, weird um, that terrible supposed to be funny look of Mark Hamill looking back at Daisy Ridley, Ridley's if to say, "What you what you're looking at? This is completely natural. It's supposed to be funny." It's just, yeah, yeah. Oh God, maybe. Henry, cringe. do you agree with Richie that the second half was better than the first, or did yeah, it in your yeah, opinion? because I, I do, Joe, I do because I actually thought the first half was terrible, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, I know you, you sort of said before that I didn't thought the whole thing was terrible. <laughs> I didn't think the whole thing was terrible. Yeah. I thought the first hour was, it was so boring. Mm. And I think for me, Star Wars is an experience and it should be a big operatic mm. yeah, experience. And it, it, it's so, it was so ahead of its time. It was so original and we had so many interesting characters and now we just get these blank slates who have to fill the time with a gag every second line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The humour humour at times in this film, I felt like I was watching Thor Ragnarok in terms of the the amount of humour they were trying to put in there. But not with the quality, I presume. But no, no, not with the quality. But but Richie as well. Uh, With Thor Ragnarok, and Joe, you've seen that, so you can agree with me here, but Mm. it it fitted the characters in that film Mm -hmm. to be... To have that level of comedy, if you see what I'm trying to say, yeah. you know, with yeah. with with this, um, Ray has has had to, a few lines in both the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, and I don't think I've ever laughed at her once. Um, no, she doesn't really and, work as a comedic character. Not at all. No, no. And, and neither Mark does Luke. Hamill. Luke was no, never no, a comedic was... character. Why? No, no, no. You, you're right. And yeah, I, I do think Pep that the first hour was pretty terrible. Um, so can I just interject quickly um, regarding the comedy? Um, so is it just a case of it's not the fact that you don't think there should be any comedy in a Star Wars film, it's it's who it's coming from? No, there should definitely be comedy in a Star Wars film. It's the way, it's the execution. You know, if you look look at the original trilogy, there's plenty of comedic moments in You've there. You've got C-3PO. Oh, 3PO. 3PO and You've R2-D2. You've got Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. You've got Chewbacca, you know. Yeah. And, you know... Han Solo was used to great effect for the comedy in The Force Awakens, I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the best I, thing in The Force Awakens until he passed. Yeah. Spoiler for Force Awakens. But, <laughs> yeah. and, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. and, these, and these things that, you know, well, like you've said about the new characters in this, they're just awful. Uh, Rose was just an absolute Oh, she take. was the worst thing. In it, I think she, yeah, she really was. was. In and terms of acting, dead. in terms That's of character, yeah. Why the fuck didn't yeah. they kill her? Jesus Christ! Well, can I, can I just say, um, um, I was actually disappointed. Obviously, Rose was was paired with with uh, Johnny B, John Boyega. Mm. Um, I can't remember his bloody character's name. What was his character? Finn. Finn. Well, I think this is about to prove my point. Um, how underused was John Boyega in this film? Yeah, he yeah. was. He was Absolutely. really good in the Force Awakens. He was. You know, yeah. the stormtrooper who's turned good, and it it was a good story. It's such an interesting him and, character. Him and Ray, 
Yes, he was an interesting character, and him and Ray worked together. Um, in this film, did they share a scene? I don't know. Apart from um, one. Right, one. He was so underused, and I just felt he was with this girl, who Rose, yeah. who, who was terrible. Um, yeah. I really wanted John Boyega to, to come into his own in this film. And I thought he was I am, and his, I am, The direction of him, the writing of him, yeah. Um, was yeah. was dire. Yeah, he's probably yeah. the biggest disappointment of the film. I mean, there's just they just do nothing yeah. with him. They set up so much in the Force Awakens and do nothing with him. That's exactly what I was about to say, Richie. For, for me, yeah. his you know seeing what's happened to Finn and and what he was, what well what little he did do in this film, I, I do think probably the biggest disappointment for me. And also, it, it kind of because of how well he did and how well he was introduced in the previous film. And then we go on to this, in which it kind of just drops back down a few, well, a lot. He's now almost got to start again in the next one. Um, and it kind of just undoes everything that he'd already done. And now it's like, well, okay, so we've got to kickstart Finn again and give him something new to do because he just, yeah, very underused, Woody. Completely agree with that point. But the thing about um, all these problems or the main problem with this film, the fact that, you know, it's it's the same story we've se- we've all seen again. The reason why that wasn't as much of an issue for The Force Awakens as it is for this is because The Force Awakens also introduced these interesting new characters and mm-hmm. and um an interesting well just just every, everything about it was was kind of interesting and the, and the humor was better. And all, all these things that we hated about The Last Jedi was just done well in The Force Awakens. And so everyone was like, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the same, but I'm still getting a lot out of it that I didn't, that I can't, you know, that is unique. And you just don't have that here. Yeah, you're right about the, the new characters. It, it was a disappointment. Like, Laura Dern's character, that woman with the purple hair, well, I don't know what her name was. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I, I actually kind of, I actually don't mind the idea of what's his name Poe's storyline with her, I don't mind the idea of it. I just think it was poorly that's, done. That's that's something to bring up. Actually, Poe was was used a lot more in this. He was, um, and I do like him. Of, yeah, I was going to say, like, what did you think of him? Oh, I like I like him. Yeah, I like uh, well, I like Oscar Isaac uh, for one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, can I? Um, oh no, go on. You make your point. Well, I was just I was just gonna say yeah I I I do like him and as I'd said before I, I like the idea of of his storyline and um for for a brief amount it kept me interested in what was going on but at the same time it was it was still very clumsy and you know wasn't the best ex- executed yeah because I after I watched the Force Awakens for the first time I had no real interest in Os- Oscar Isaac mm. um. Really didn't like his character. I just couldn't. Well, not that I didn't like it. I just couldn't get into him. Um, but then when I rewatched it, and, and when I knew that it was in my head, I sort of took an extra eye out for him, and hmm. I did like him a bit more when I rewatched Force Awakens. And in this, I did. I did like him again. I must admit. Um, hmm. I thought he might have overacted a bit too much at times. I think he got. He was a bit too emotional in terms of the. Oh, I just want to go out there and get my plane yeah. and fight, fight, fight. You know that was his answer to everything. And when he sort of was told no, he sort of, I think he might have overacted a bit. Yeah, at times he doesn't um, offer that much in the Force Awakens. To be fair, he's, he's no. not. He's not. He doesn't do that I think, much. 
one of my disappointments with the new characters was um, the Grand Master, um, if you want to call him that. Donald Gleason's Adam Driver's um, big boss. In the Force Awakens, he oh, was Snoke. A, yeah, Snoke. Sorry, yes, yeah. In the Force Awakens, he was a hologram, and in this, he was just a. I, I don't know. I just didn't feel threatened by him, really. No. Um. Well, for me, like one of the and the, sorry, and what happens to him makes absolutely no sense in my eyes. To be honest, mm. I mean, mm, I, I... okay. Uh, well, I mean, uh, if I try and explain this, he's 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 supposed to be. Well, this big threatening thing, isn't he? And part of the reason I think that you didn't feel, you maybe didn't feel threatened by him, is how easily he's overcome. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, probably right, Richie. I, I just, I really didn't like that whole thing where he was describing what Ben was thinking as he was thinking of it, but it wasn't really the same thing. Like, and now he's turning your his lightsaber over to you uh, to take the final strike, but really it was against him. That was all a bit. I don't know, stupid. I think. Mm, I gotta say, I thought that scene was one of I my liked, favorite bits. Like, I like, whole... I liked the most of that scene and the whole battle between Adam Driver and Ray. I love that, but just that mm. one little bit where it was like, well, this seems a little bit unbelievable. How, how, how impressive a, a Jedi or Sith Mal, whatever you want to call it, Master is Snoke supposed to be? Yeah, I must admit, you know, when when it when he did kill, it was a bit like. Okay, that just seemed a bit too easy. Yeah, but I mean, um, I, I don't mind it as a twist, and then I, I certainly don't mind the other twist on Adam Driver's character. Uh, and th it was no, at that point where I felt like it started getting going, and I started enjoying it. One of one of the one of the reasons a lot of people um, are sort of hating on this film is because you know they didn't get answers they wanted regarding Snoke. But for me, like personally, I just wasn't that bothered anyway. Like I, I wasn't necessarily crying out for more about him after the force awakens well do you not think that's a problem in itself no because well no because well i'm not a believer in i'm not a believer that we you know must know everything about all the characters now right. yes there is a balance i understand that you know completely if handled poorly it can sort of come across as lazy and you know just but i think to some level it's important to give fans what they want but i also think it's a positive thing when people come away wanting more i agree and I actually think uh, I agree. I'm saying I agree, but yeah. what I what I would say is the, I mean, yeah, it's true, and I don't, I didn't really care about getting any more answers about Snoke either. You know, it didn't really require it. But I mean, are you not just kind of saying there that you didn't really give a shit about Snoke's character at all, then? And so it didn't really need to be. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, Richie. I, I was interested in him, and I was interested in his motives, and okay. you know, how how is he going to fit in with? you know, Kylo Ren's story and what's the whole link there. But I wouldn't say I was desperate to know, you know, what his past is and how he's got to where he is. And mm. um, Yeah, so... But things like that, like what happened to him, do you feel that Ryan Johnson has kind of just come in and just used this film to wipe the slate clean of The Force Awakens? It feels like that to me. <sighs> um, I guess you could make that point. Um, I don't really... I don't really know why Ryan Johnson would want. I don't know what. Well, I don't. I don't know if he. I don't, I'm not saying he did it purposefully. I just feel like he's not put that much consideration into. I don't. It. It just seems like he's kind of put a stop to every single plot point. Yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. I. I do agree to some extent with that. 
Um, um, and I find it stupid that J.J. Abrams isn't just directing yes, all of them anyway. Yes, yes, yeah. This is, this is a big point because we've all agreed that The Force Awakens was a very good way to sort of kickstart this storyline again. Mm. And yes, okay, it was A New Hope 2.0, but we were very happy with it. And J.J. Abrams did a very good job with that film. Mm. Um, so yeah, if he'd have just done all three, we could be in a completely... A different situation right now, and it could have. And, and the fact that he's got to do the last one again because that other guy pulled out, kind of just makes me think. Well, I'm sure he's he's also thinking slightly. Christ, it would have been far easier <laughs> if I'd just done this one, because he's kind of got a big job on his hands now. To, I'm not saying fix everything because I did actually like this film, but but he's he's, he's going to have his original story in his mind, isn't he? Yeah, so. and of course, I'm sure. You know, whilst Ryan Johnson was writing this film and all the rest of it, I'm sure, you know, I mean, J.J. Abrams, wasn't he an exec producer on this? So, of course, there was, was communication there. And, I mean, they have to think about the next one. You know, they've got to think about where it's going to go. But, yeah, Richie, you are right. If he'd have just done all three, I think he, it would have been far easier for himself. And I also think we probably would have got a better quality trilogy. Yeah, it's just messy. It just doesn't make sense. How How can you have... How can you ha- write a story and then just have somebody else write the middle part for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird. It is very strange. Yeah. Um, so, can I can also mention quickly about yeah because you br- you brought up the point there about Ryan Johnson has kind of put a stop to a lot of the plot points that were started in the Force Awakens. Um, I do agree with that, but I also think that you know Snoke Snoke was a big one, which we've just discussed, and an- another one was. You know, Ray's Ray's parentage and who is she? Um, Now, the fact that she was revealed to be basically a nobody, um, I think is is really interesting because, first of all, not many predicted that. And I actually think her character benefits from that slightly. And, you know, if she had been revealed to be a Skywalker, would you not have just felt like... Okay, great. I mean, that's what so many people predicted. Yes. Well, I was what I expected after The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. She was going to be... I thought she was going to be Leia and Han's daughter. That's because um, it was clearly what was on J.J. Abrams' mind. But then, surely, now the fact that she's a nobody makes mockery makes a mockery of The Force Awakens. And how has she got these... these how has she got the Force, then? This is the problem. This is what I'm saying. Like... I agree with Jack that yes, it makes for an interesting twist. However, it also annoys me because now nothing about her character makes any sense. Because, okay, I know that it's kind of established that I, I don't. Well, I don't know if it's established, but I think like it's kind of assumed that anyone can have the Force if if taught to them properly. But another another problem with Ray's character has always been that she's just had this ability to use the force so fucking easily this yeah. it makes it makes no sense and so now it makes even less sense because she's just a nobody so why the fuck does she why can she use the force so easily why can she understand Chewbacca why can she understand R2D2 and BB8 it doesn't make any fucking sense where's the explanation for it yes it's I don't know, Richard. It's just, right, oh, she, well, she's a female character, so she kicks ass and knows a lot. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's that's genuinely the only thing to it now. Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that. It doesn't make any sense. But, because what was that whole thing? 
you, you, there was that, and this is partly what I really didn't like about the end. There's that shot of that young boy um, reaching out for the broom and it just comes to his hand. So, you know, obviously he, we, that's implying that he's got the force or, or to some degree anyway. Now, he, he, he seems to be another just nobody, some random kid. So I don't understand the rules of the force. Like, do you have to... Is it something that anyone can just be born with, or do you have to have some sort of lineage? I think the original uh, idea of it was that, yes, anyone could have it. But okay, so... I, I think it was. But then I think the prequels kind of changed the rules and brought in the idea of midichlorians, and then... It's it suddenly became a, I think I think it became a thing that it wasn't just anyone. So is it, it so so are you saying that it's it's not necessarily the problem that she's got it? It's that how can she do it all so well? Yeah, it's just so just so quickly. Like it has to be taught to you. Like Luke spent three films training to be a Jedi, and he was not able to do it easily. He spent half of the Empire Strikes Back just trying to list, lift up a fucking pebble. <laughs> <laughs> He was not yeah. able to just use it whenever he wants, just by, like, closing his eyes and going, oh, wait, the Force is a thing, maybe I should use that. But, I mean, who's to say that this is something... Who's to say that everyone sort of starts at the same point? Is this not them just trying to get the point across that Ray is, you know, something incredibly special? No, I guess. You know, I don't know if there's a rule that, you know, when you're born with it, everyone's the same, and then you gradually get better, Maybe it's just the case that she's, I don't know, maybe, I mean, the points you make are correct and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm just trying to think of, because it seems like too big of an issue and too massive of a loophole, sorry, um, too big of a hole well, in the plot. It's an ambiguity, isn't it? To it's, not be figured out. It's something that has been ambiguous, but I think you you do assume that, yeah, anyone can do it from the originals because otherwise, you know, for the first for the first film of Star Wars, you just assume that Luke is just a nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, no one has a problem with him just being able to use the Force. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it then turns out that he's not just a nobody, but, you know, that's not something that was established beforehand. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, no, fucking ignore me. It was. They always said his father was a Jedi. Okay, fucking ignore me on that point. That was a load of bullshit. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Yeah, move on. <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> um, I think we've covered that. Okay. Uh, um, I didn't. I, I didn't I... really care for the porgs either. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, they literally offered nothing. They were just there to sell some merchandise, weren't they? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. They don't even offer that much in terms of comedy. I mean, well, they do try to. To be fair, a lot of it's not funny. Um, like just the porg, just splatting into the windshield of the ship or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one... F that, yeah, that, well, that was that oh, uh, you cut out. Say again. I'm sorry, I thought about the bit where Chewie's eating one of them. They're all looking at him. All the pogs are looking at him. Yeah, that mm. was funny. That was funny. <sighs> yeah, but, yeah. I found well, it funny, but I, I don't like that they specifically had Chewie not eat the pog. Yeah, he, he should have just ate it. It would have worked as a better joke, and it would have made more sense to Chewie's character, but because they want to make some point about veganism or some shit. But it would have made sense for the character to eat it, enjoy it, look down, 
and then just try and run off the, run after them and get another one on the on the spit road. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Instead, yeah, of, sure. <laughs> instead of not eating it at all, like yeah. it does. It's chewy. Chewy is not like that. Mm. <laughs> you know? Ryan Johnson yeah. definitely sacrifices what makes sense in order to have some kind of message, as exp- uh, as can be exam- uh, demonstrated in the Casino Planet. Uh, oh, that's mm. the worst part of the whole film. It is. Those it is. fucking donkeys. Oh my god. Mm. And, I mean, what did you guys think of the... What was it called? The Code Breaker? I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was a whole thing about, oh, Benicio Del Toro has joined the cast. Ooh. And it was just utter shit. Mm. Um, mm. Can I ask what you guys... Because for me, this was another, this was another disappointment. Um... Captain Phasma, for me, yeah. I mean, Nothing. especially because one of the main shots in the trailer was her and Finn having this battle. Now, first of all, there was nowhere near enough time or build-up given to that. So when it happened, I mean, I don't know about you, but I wasn't feeling what the film wanted me to be feeling. And secondly, it was a blink and you missed it. It was over so quick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys want more from her, or were you okay with that? I don't know. No, I wasn't okay with it. I think I think she should have been explored a lot more. Like there was a lot of hype around her before the first, before the Force Awakens, and she didn't yeah. do that much in that. And so everyone was like, "Oh well, in the next one, she's gonna, you know, a lot more is gonna happen yeah. with her character." And well, nope. Yeah, and I felt like that was well, not promised, but I felt like that was almost a given that we were gonna see. I was surprised when... It's just a, another when, interesting character that's just been kind of shoved aside. Or maybe maybe not yeah. interesting character, but, you know, just something new that's just been shoved aside now. I mean, what happened to fucking Donald Gleeson's character in this film? Fuck me. <laughs> oh. What the fuck? Yeah, it, got, it went a bit too far. Just turned from... I mean, I know we didn't like him in The Force Awakens, but he turned from massive, over-the-top, you know, powerful dictator into fucking... Slapstick, comedic. Uh, I, I got one of the bits. Uh, you are you are right, Richie. But I did find it quite funny when he, um, at the end, well, not the very end, but near the end, when it's him and Kylo in that, um, what is it, ATAT, what is it called, um, yeah. and he's trying to make some point, is it? And then Kylo just like shoves him aside. I mean, yes, it's slapstick and it's a bit cheap, but I, I quite laughed. At, I did laugh for that. I think I laugh. I think I did find it funny. Like, immediately after that, someone had a reaction to it that I think was funny. I can't remember what it is now, though. So, so, oh, you mean in the actual film? I thought you meant reaction like of someone sitting near you. No, no, no. Someone in the film like said something after it, I think, that related to it that was funny or something. That, that's, a, that's a good point, actually. Um, what, did you, what was the general sort of consensus in your guys' screenings? Because, Richie, you were in... Where were you? Disney World? Were you actually in Disney World? I was, no, I was in Universal Studios. There's a cinema there. Um, okay. Where I saw it, I went to see it in IMAX in 3D. Um, oh shit! We've not even mentioned the 3D. Yeah, there's not there's not that Did much it, to mention to so be honest. It's just, so it didn't really have an effect. I mean, yeah, it was obvious it was there, and in some respects, it it looks good. Sure, of course it does. It's there's a lot of good uh, things on it now, and it's kind of cool when the uh, the opening credits come up and those are in 3D so they look like they're properly going away from you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that looks pretty cool. But for most of it, you know, when there's nothing specifically 3D going on, it's just kind of annoying. Because you've got your glasses on. Well, you've got your glasses on and you can, you know, 
it just kind of I don't know, just something about it is like parts of it just looks like say Finn's there and the background's there. He he looks like he's not connected mm. to the background. Right, yeah. But it's mm. not like he's like sticking his finger out at you or anything like that. No. Where or doing anything three D gimmick like. Mm. Yeah. So it's just kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Uh which was as I suspected. Um what was the young audience like? Uh I mean, you know, they they weren't as bad as I expected them to be, to be fair. But they, you know, they're laughing at shit that wasn't funny, and <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a massively uh, packed screening, to be to be fair. Fucking hell, the the IMAX though, oof, mwah, good. Yeah. I mean, the sound is is great. The 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 actual screen is fucking massive, yeah. and uh, it, it just you know with the effects from the Last Jedi, it looks oh, superb. Yeah. Um, I've still never been to an IMAX, but recently. I mean, I don't know, what, is this something that's always been the case? But now it seems that sort of IMAX is paired up with 3D. I can't find an IMAX screening that isn't 3D. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, I, I wanted to see this in IMAX, but there was only 3D showing, so I yeah. decided against it. Yeah, well, that's the risk you have to take, I guess, if you want to see it. See, if you want to have an IMAX yeah. experience, you got to see it in 3D, which is bullshit. And I just, I just don't know why, well, I don't know. I don't know why it's still... A popular thing. I mean, I kind of do. I still see it as a gimmick, um, and, I'm, and um, I just don't. I just don't. You know, there's nothing particularly offensive about it. I just think it distracts from the overall quality of the film, and uh, I just don't believe. I still don't believe it has a place in uh, modern society. Well, <laughs> in uh, <laughs> what do I, I say here? In um, I, mainstream cinema. Can I ask um, a question? That's probably a very stupid question. Um, Nothing different there. Then. You, you guys, yeah, you guys can probably enlighten me. Is Luke actually completely gone now? Yes. Yes. Because I wasn't sure, like, I, like the way it happened and everything. I wasn't sure what was really. Well, you were right to be confused, Jack. Because it was a bit stupid. But uh, are you? Have you cut out? No, no. Okay, you did for a little bit there. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was a bit stupid. I, it, if you remember in A New Hope, uh, when uh, old Ben is killed, he disappears into nothing. And mm. so that's kind of what Luke does here. But it's still a bit stupid, because I, I can't really see any reason for it happening. I don't know why he needed to die. Yeah, it did seem a bit sudden and a bit random. I kind of get, I kind of get what it's trying to say. Like, it's he does that fake fight with uh, uh, Ben Solo, doesn't he? With, uh, Kylo Ren. Oh, I liked that, yeah. I liked it, and I, I kind of get what it's doing. Like he he's toying with him, and he he doesn't get to get his final revenge that he wanted, and so maybe that's why he then decides to just kill himself so that Kylo can never have that opportunity again. But it still seems a bit pointless, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, I wasn't too keen on it really. What do you think, Woody? Sorry, what's the, what's the point? What's the question? On this uh, Luke dying for no reason. Um, just not keen, Richie. I wasn't keen with the whole atmosphere that surrounded Luke Skywalker in, in this film. Mm. Even from moment one, when, as you've quite rightly pointed out, the, the comedic chuck of the saber. Um, yeah. Listen, I can understand him being disgruntled and disillusioned with the Force. I I, I can understand that, but I just I, I didn't understand the character's sort of his reasoning as to why he turned into this grumpy old bloke and even 
even Yoda popping up didn't really. Oh, I hated that. Help! I hated it. I hated yeah. it. I just, yeah. You know that was, pardon, pardon the pun, forced. <laughs> um, I didn't really like it at all, and it was there was no there was no need for it, was there? It was just there, no, just no. to serve this purpose of oh look, it's Yoda. Yeah, and I mean the whole sort of death thing. It was a bit sort of. I don't know. I don't. Know. I didn't like it, Richie. No, I just don't see the point in it. But uh, could I could I just add to my to my point that I said about the first hour terrible? How long did it take us for Luke to actually, you know, get on with the whole thing? We had the whole of the Force Awakens building up to this moment where no dialogue was spoken between Ray and Luke, mm. and then we spend another half an hour messing around before Luke. He actually says to Ray, um, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but he says, "There is no way I'm going to train you." And then five minutes later, right, get up at dawn, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden I had this change of mind. I just think, yeah. oh, come on, let's just, just get my whole show on the road. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just, yeah, I wasn't really impressed. No. I wasn't impressed. No. I, 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 I think Ray No scene was actually quite good. Um, uh, no, I, I definitely maintain that. I, I think Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac uh, are, are still you know they're doing their best to keep this shit up, and I think they're they're very good, and I I do really rate them as actors. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I did, I, yeah, I did, those those interactions between Kylo and Ray, um, you know, when they were sort of speaking to each other, um, I really liked those moments. Yeah, and and I like the idea of them having a connection, but then them having this connection again doesn't make any more sense now. Now that she's nobody. Well, yeah. What's the connection yeah. then? What's the... I mean, whatever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck at this point? I just feel like now there's there's no real there's I I do feel like there is no redeeming this series now. I think there's there's just nobody's I don't know nobody's got the balls to just take this universe and just do something new with it. Mm. It's just the same story. That's it's still you know why does it have to be focused on the Skywalker story? You've created a whole universe here with Star Wars. Why does it have to be the same people, same story, same everything? Well, this yeah, agree. Yeah, and, and maybe that's one of the reasons it. why. Obviously, the next one is supposedly the last one in this Skywalker thing, and then. But even Ryan these... Johnson's got his own new one to do. Oh, has he? Yeah, remember he's there's, the news came out a while ago that there's going to be a new um, trilogy, which is like a new story. Oh. So I don't know okay, what they're well... going to. Right, well, I, okay, well, if it actually is going to be something completely new, then that's that's something, I suppose. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm not impressed if uh, Ryan Johnson's going to be redirecting <laughs> it. Um, but whatever. But I mean, you know, even these uh, side things that are supposed to be unrelated, it's still venturing the same stories. Oh, the, the Star Wars stories, yeah. Yeah. Rogue One, I can't remember what... It was the exact. It was again the same plot as A New Hope. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that was it. Was, it was. And then everyone just started dying when they'd done this, served their purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was it because that was just before A New Hope, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. I was surprised. I got to say that um, Mrs. Fisher made it through this film alive. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, uh, she, well, she should have gone. Really, shouldn't she? I can't believe. Um, Oh god! The yeah. whole dragging dragging herself back to the ship was 
Uh, the worst film, but the worst use of CG <laughs> in the film. Oh yeah, yeah it, was, just, yeah, it was. Yeah. just the whole thing, just the whole look of it. I actually could not believe what I was witnessing. Yeah, uh, Leia again, who's never had any training in the Force ever, uh, as far as we're led to believe, and now she's just <laughs> able to fucking save herself from outer she su- space. Did she survive then in the end? Yeah. Well, why? I don't know. What's the point? She dragged herself, Joe. She dragged herself. Back to the ship with in the middle of space with no mask on or anything, yeah. just grabbed a hand and literally floated back onto the onto the ship. Well, as yeah, if I don't remember. It was sort of like um, the snowman, as if yeah, we're yeah. walking in the air. <laughs> like yeah, I don't remember Jedi being able to uh, breathe in outer space. I don't remember that being something <laughs> that was established. She ain't going to be in any other films, is she? So what's the no, point? I feel like Ryan Johnson just wanted to kind of. Uh, give J.J. Abrams something to explain himself out of in the next film. Well, well, well they're either going to, at the start of the next one, they're either going to somehow just explain to us that between films... Oh, layers had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, or it's just going to be CG, which we know looks a bit Did dodgy. she actually have a heart attack? That was in really poor taste if I, if I, I made that joke and she eyes. actually did. I think, I think, she, was, I think she was cardiac oh, issues. Fucking yeah. great. I know, we've, we've already That's said... the second retraction today. <laughs> Uh, I did not mean to have that joke oh be so yeah. close to and the bone there. Can we make yeah, it can three? We just, can we just say um, to the families of Miss Fisher oh, and God. Mr. Snyder that we do not mean any uh, ill health upon them? Thank you very much. Come on, yes. one more, Jack, and then we'll make it a hat trick. I specifically meant it to just be a joke about Leia, and I did not think <laughs> about <laughs> the implications of the joke at the time of saying it. So. <laughs> Please don't sue us. We only make forty yeah. cents. <laughs> Wait, we're past a dollar now. Oh, are we? Yeah. Hey. Oh, quids in. There we oh, go. Oh yes. Yeah. Open the till. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. I don't really. I don't know why. Uh, Leia survived in this film makes no sense. Mm-hmm. No, no. It it definitely came as a bit of a surprise, especially in the trailer. Do you remember the trailer where it said it? So Adam Driver was driving the ship. Driver driving, oh yeah, um, ship into Leia, and he's yeah. literally finger on a trigger, about to sort of blow her into smithereens. Yeah, yeah yes. but if you remember in the actual film, that happens, and he he's about to do it, and he doesn't. But then his his colleagues then fire at her. Yeah, and then yeah, she, he just uh, he just leaves them. The he leaves it for them to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that whole thing where she flies back into the ship is just another example of the oh, inconsistencies God. of the Force. Richie, I, I can't imagine what that looked like in IMAX 3. Easy. It, 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 didn't, <laughs> it didn't look great. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't happy about um, it. The only other thing I think I've got to say is that they just fucking completely left BB-8 out of this film. Really? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I liked, then, the, I liked the, um, the dark side of BB-8. He was good. Yeah, I mean, it well, wasn't, was wasn't that much, that... though, was it? No, yeah, was, it was literally was... one scene. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, there was a lot of hype about that before, and it was about two shots. Mm. Yeah, but you know, I think my I, my final point on this, my final point, I don't really want to talk about it anymore, is that they've just turned this into another franchise now. Just felt like this film has just set it up for the next one because there's so they've tried to introduce these new characters and. They've underused characters that they established in The Force Awakens or mm. introduced in The Force Awakens. I just don't really know where we sort of sit now with Star Wars. I don't, I don't know what direction 
they're going in. And I don't think they know it either. Yeah. As we've sort of talked about the JJ Abraham stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. It seems so illogical and so crazy. Yeah. There's just nothing. There's just nothing really to look forward to anymore. All, all it no. is is fan service at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause even the spinoffs on, uh, are, and Rogue One wasn't good. Oh, and the problems that we've had with this Van Solo one, but we've, talked about many times on the show it's just it's just a mess okay yeah you cut out there slightly but i think i got your point oh sorry um that's not your fault (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah i'm really struggling to see how how are they going to wrap it up i don't understand well this i don't know i just hope jj abrams just kind of sees sense knows what he's doing and kills rose off before it's too late (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah first scene first scene of one please get mm. rid of her mm. okay is that everything then for Star Wars I think so yeah Woody yeah yeah oh, I'm Joe, do you, Joe do you think you, do you think you'll catch up before the last one <laughs> yeah oh you've got to see the original Tridge Joe I'll probably see the original three, but I mean, I'm not going to lie, gentlemen. From what you've been discussing, <laughs> I really don't. I'm not going to rush out and, and get the box set. <laughs> right, uh, go on then, Henry. Out of ten, what do you reckon? Um, I gave it a two and a half on letterbox, so I think I'll go for a five out of ten. Okay, Jack. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, but Richie and Woody have both made really valid points. I'll give it. Uh, a 7.5 okay and Richie uh, I gave it 3 out of 5 on letterbox so I will give it a 5.5 cool mm. fabulous alright well uh, I guess uh, that's that's that then for Star Wars Last Jedi and that's the final review for this episode this comeback special so we'll move on now do you do you guys think we should do news or is it getting a bit too long for that? Yeah, I don't think we should do news. I reckon we should just do our top and yeah. bottom five. Yeah, Jack, you agree? Um, yes. So because I... because Richie, you know, if if listeners want to keep up with the latest news of that <laughs> film, they can go on an app called I think it's called Twitter. Yeah. And <laughs> if you search, Joe, what do you search? Oh, I think it's me? the um, the little at sign that you use for emails. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it's and, and what what letters then precede that sign? Okay, so I'll I'll spell it phonetically for any people that might not be able to, you know, hear us, um, our, our broad northern accents. It goes uh, Foxtrot, uh, Indigo, Lima, um, Mike, that's the one, isn't it, Mike? Um, and then it goes November, Indigo, Golf, uh, Hotel, Tango, and then it's the little line, but it's not the hyphen. Don't go for the hyphen. It's the underscore. underscore. So to get an underscore on your keyboard, you've got to press the control button and the hyphen. And then when you press that, Phil Knight. Press the search button, <laughs> bish bash bosh, you're in. Did you just say the control button and then the dash? Yeah, is it not control? Shift. 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 Uh, shift. shift. Sorry. You said shift button. I'll do that one again. No, no, no. So, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think, I think uh, phonetic alphabet, I think I is India. Is it? I think uh, so. Oh God! We'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take two. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah right. So just go. Yeah, go there, and you'll see all our news. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, the, the news we would talk about is about two months old anyway, so... Yeah. Alright, uh... well then, we'll move on to the main event. Um, before we do this, can I just quickly... Um, I think now is a good time... You don't time need to stop to... recording to take a piss, Jack. Henry's already... No, no, this is... keep going. No, 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 no this, that's not the reason. I think this is a good time, just as a quick breather before we move on, to ask Joe for his little anecdote regarding the chopping channel. I thought we were going to do you... that on uh, what we'd watch. Yeah, don't, don't, don't worry, Jack. I, I'm going to do. Or are it we a even bit. doing that still? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we should cut that as well. There's a lot to get through. We are at two hours already. I, oh. I, I think we should just resume normal service next week. Okay, so we'll just okay. do. Uh, all right, so just, top just do five, top five, five yeah. and top worst, and then so go on then, Joe. What's your shopping channel? Right, so when when you're in these hotels, um, you get there at like what ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, and oh, you just stick the TV on when you just sort sure, of in sure. bed, um, and it came about by accident because um, I switched the TV <laughs> on and in one of these hotels a couple of weeks ago and somebody who was obviously in the room before me had that channel on so it came on and it's a shopping channel um i think this one was called ideal world um and you should you should, oh my gosh you should watch it just for i mean you 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 start off watching it for 10 minutes and you get hooked and i'm not going to lie it's you get hooked there was one. There was. Have there you was... been living in an episode of Phoenix Night for the last <laughs> two weeks? Well, look, the one when I switched it on, they were selling, and that's why I saw the sewing machine. They were selling a sewing machine, okay? And for the hour, I'm not kidding you, for the hour, I was doing other things as well, like I was getting ready for bed and this, that, and the other. Um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't just solely watching it. Um, but he was selling a sewing machine, and there was this guy, um, I'm not going to lie, I think both of them were. They were quite camp, um, <laughs> and they were trying to give us the um, benefits of buying one of these brother sewing machines, um, and it's just fascinating, absolutely fascinating. So, and then I've sort of every so often, you know, oh, see what's on the shopping channel. So you switch it over, and then one evening they're selling a bed uh, or a mattress. The next evening, uh, it's selling a treadmill. Um, then they're trying to sell you a, a dodgy phone that uh, <laughs> that's that's a make that nobody's ever heard of before, and they're trying to flog that one off at ninety nine pound. Uh, and it's just it, it's 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 intriguing. It really, really is. And their sales and Joe, technique. Amazing. Joe, have you been um, persuaded to make any purchases yet? No, Ooh, no, God, no. Flipping out. I mean, what, what, it's not a mug. <laughs> no, but you can imagine all these old women. You can. I, they they are the target audience. They all go on that shopping channel, and they have four flexi payments. Okay, so uh, you don't have to pay all in one go. Oh no, 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 no. You can play pay pay on flexi. So that's your 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 full price discounted and divided by four, uh, and you uh, you pay twenty five quid or whatever um, in four flexi payments. And you, these these are women. So be, what's the range of time you've got to? to well, I, th- payments, I, th- I think you pay every every month every or month. every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's so, so get get uh, yourselves on the chopping channel, gentlemen. Okay, nice. have a, have a flick. You. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? So that's everybody that was. Uh, uh, Joe's corner, and that yeah. was uh, his thoughts <laughs> on the shopping channel. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's were. your 2018 advice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now back onto films. Uh, 
All right, so we're now going to um, do our kind of watered down Oscars, I suppose. <laughs> uh, we'll each give you our. We'll start with top five films of 2017, and uh, and then after that we'll go to our top worst films of 2017. So who wants to go I, first I with think, number five? No, can I? Can I just? I think we should start with our worst. You think we should start with the worst? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 Build build up the suspense. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the worst then. Um, first the worst, second the best. Jack, <laughs> are you going first okay, or so, what's what's the yeah. deal here? I'll just hit. I'll just hit. Oh god! I'll kickstart <laughs> by saying at number five, I've gone for Pirates of the Caribbean: Salazar's Revenge. Mm. Um, <sighs> it was just awful, and there's not much more to say. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for your debrief on that one, yeah. Woody. Okay, in fifth place for me was Kingsman the Golden Circle. Mm. Okay. Um, quite piss poor all round. Jack, I imagine it being your top five or two. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, do you want me to sort of give my reasoning? If you want. I don't not. think we need to go into too much detail. Uh, it depends if you have anything to say, I suppose. Um, just that it was absolutely, absolutely cancerous. And <laughs> the fact that this has come fifth on my list just sort of sums up. I, I'm going to lead you into these other ones because 2017, when I wrote these down, there was so much, so much dross that was, came out this year. I, mm. I do think 2016 was worse, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think I think 2017 sort of has had some good films out. Yeah, yeah it has, it's had some great films, but mm. it's had some real dross. But I do agree. I think 2016 was the worst year mm. ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ever in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> We had we had the hate play at the Revenant in the first two weeks, and then that was it. <laughs> te- te- I mean, technically, like in terms of US release, those are twenty fifteen films, aren't they? Oh Christ! Yeah, so yes. they don't they don't even count. Mm. Oh God! So there you go, uh, mm. Joe. Me, um, well, I think it's probably worth pointing out at this point that I've obviously not been on as many episodes as you chaps, and mm. it was what me and you were saying just off air before. I think I've escaped quite a few of the worst I think you films. You've escaped Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Baywatch. Um, so, yeah. So mine may be a little bit different to you guys. Um, fifth place, I put it at Mother. Um, I know I wasn't really a big fan oh. of it. Um, yeah, it was just a little bit... Yeah, well, I remember I remember at the time it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, the biggest yeah, fan. Yeah. So, yeah. It was very out there, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. Richie. Okay, uh, at my number five worst films of 2017, I have gone for The Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, uh, oh, we, did, we were lucky enough, we didn't see that, yeah, did we? this is one that only I saw, or and I didn't even yeah. see all of it, to be honest. Um, but it was, it was pretty awful. I, I don't think there was anything specifically offensive about it, but it was just so boring and unfunny. Uh, which is pretty much, mm. you know, there's only one criteria for a comedy, uh, <laughs> and that's just that it needs to be funny, and it wasn't. And uh, I was um, embarrassed for Ryan Reynolds, uh, uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Samuel Sam Jackson. Jackson. So, yeah. Rich, Richie, 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 can I just um, interrupt? Please do. Um, what is the moral of the story with the Hitman's Bodyguard? Uh, fucking hell, I have to fucking remember I, I, it, No, I will tell you. The, okay. the moral of the story is that you listen to Henry James Woodsford when he <laughs> says to avoid a film, you avoid it. 
<laughs> yeah. Jack, come on, back me up here. What did I say? Yeah. I said, we, yeah, are, I, did... we are not seeing this film. <laughs> yes, you did say that, but like we always say, it's a masterpiece until we see it. Yeah, yeah but... <laughs> well, it's true. With I... some, I... even with some exceptions. It's true, yeah. I agree, Woody. I was being a bit naive. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I thought Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson would be able to, you know, even if something was particularly bad film or, or not well written, I thought maybe those two and the charisma they have together might have produced something watchable. But I, I was can, wrong. I see, they on, they, on they had point, no charisma in the film. On this point, may I also remind our listeners that Richie didn't want us to go and see Patty Cakes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if I could just kind of come to my own defence here. Uh, <laughs> I'd... I mean, it's not much of a defense. I'll be on, I'll be fair. Uh, I I didn't really know anything about patty cakes, and I was basing it solely off the post. <laughs> so yeah. okay, we'll, we'll let you get away with that one. Right. right, my my number four. I've gone for it. Um, oh. Ooh, this wow. was a big disappointment for me. Um, I was, was it? To, sorry, was it? Yeah, because I actually was looking forward to it. And, you know, trailer... Are you deliberately doing puns here, by the way? Uh, yes. <laughs> I was looking forward to it. Um, no, it, it, it did really drag. Um, the chi- <laughs> I'm not even trying to do it. The child, the child acting was pretty poor, apart from, of course, young JB. Um, <laughs> um, he saves it for oh, me. No, sorry, no, no, it was young Kyle Gass. Yeah, Cagey. Cagey, sorry. Sorry. Cage. Um, But yeah, it was just a very poor film, so that's my number four. Okay. Woody, what's your number four? Well, I mean, the fact that my bottom two is Kingsman and this next film just, again, sort of sums up how how much dearth that was created in 2017. (laughs) Because I've gone for Justice League. Wow. Um, yeah, said said my piece on that, so I'll just move on to Pet Master Flash. Okay. Okay. I'm my number four is War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm. Number four. Um, yeah. Bleh. <laughs> Sorry, I missed. I missed that. I missed what it was. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. My number four. Uh, I is taken straight out of Woody's book, and I've gone for Justice League. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was uh, piss poor. So, mm. moving on to Jack. Did Joe miss that one as well? Yeah. Yes. You're a lucky this is, sod. This we, is we, me. we talked about it earlier this in is, the episode. Yeah. Woody. This this is this is what I mean. I'm I I'm I, these would have all been mine. <laughs> 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 so my bar's a bit higher than <laughs> the worst. Um. Right. So my number three. I'm also going for Justice League. I'm, 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 I'm putting it at a point above you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, I but I think there's a specific it. film that Woody and I might have higher up that you won't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, but yeah, number three for me is Justice League. Okay. Woody. Okay, R- Richie. I have a feeling you're talking about this film that I'm about to name now at number okay. three, which is Passengers. <laughs> was that 2017? Yeah. Oh, yes, it was actually. Yeah, it yeah. was. That wasn't the film I was thinking of, though. Oh, that's interesting then. <laughs> um, yeah, it was definitely this year because it was on. I can't remember the episode. Yeah, no, it was. It was this year. Yeah, it was. I'd, I haven't. I didn't I'd see li- Passengers I'd, though. I advise listeners to go back and listen to it. The debate we had because it was actually quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
But I can't remember what mug it was, uh, what um, episode it was. Hmm. Oh well. But yeah, Passengers is my number three, guys. Okay, I hadn't seen Passengers, so no, that wasn't what I was thinking. Oh right, okay. Uh, Joe. Okay, number three, me, Logan. Ooh, yeah. wow. Yeah, um, I nearly put it in, Joe. I oh, I forgot that yeah. you two didn't care for this. So. Yeah. I almost, I, I almost put this in my top five. I'll be honest, I considered yeah. putting it in my top five. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, no. What? Yeah, no, Logan for me. And then, only briefly, though. But, well. Yeah. Oh, Logan. Is that, that yeah, okay. Richie. All right, uh, my number three uh, is Baywatch. Oh, is that high, is it? What? What? Sorry, that low. Yeah, that low. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really awful. I just didn't find it funny at all. I don't, I don't really think it had any redeemable aspects to it, and it was really cringy and annoying. Mm. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't realise everyone else thought it was such a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Hey, it may, it may not have appeared yet in my list. <laughs> okay. Right, number two. Number one, right, top, now we'll top get, film, is it? We'll get to the business end. Number two for me is... The, you didn't see this. Um, it was the mummy. Um, <laughs> honestly, just I mean, I think I think I've read they've already scrapped this new dark, yeah, 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 dark yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, good call. I mean, they put, they, yeah, good call. They put so much effort into you know promoting it and announcing it as this new great thing, and after one film, they've scrapped it. Yeah, and I can see why because it was truly atrocious. Yeah, right. That's my number two. All right, Woody. My number two, and this might not have been a technically a 2016 release, a 2017 release. Um, if it's not, I've got replacement. But we did see it in 2017. Okay. And it it is Collateral Beauty. Yeah, that's this year. Is that? Is, is that? It? A def- I did thought it, it come was. Out in... No, it came out in January. Did it come out on yeah. New Year's Day? Uh. Um, yeah, we it, might do. It, definitely, it was the first film we... Yeah, it was January, yeah. Yeah, right. okay, right, well, I go for Clarkwell Beauty then, because, I mean, I mean, all those good actors that they had uh, made no sense just, of the sorry, casting just to in. the film. Sorry? Sorry, am I, I have cut, got am a... Am I cutting I, out? No, no, I'm cutting in. Uh, this what? is a uh, an update on what happened two seconds ago. You may know that I have logged my films that I've watched on my notes app long before we got letterboxed. Yeah. And uh, I logged Collateral Beauty on the 30th of December, 2016. Oh, Christ. Okay, then. So that's when we watched it. Right, so the episode must have came out in January when we released the episode. Yeah. Okay, right. Can I make... I can change it now. I can amend it now. Okay. So my second worst film in 2017 is Lion. Ooh. Um... I remember saying at the time how bad it was, how overrated that film was. Yeah. yeah. It got so much hype. So much hype. People saying it's one of the best things they've ever seen. People saying how emotional. I mean, it was just complete and utter dross. And I, I still, to this day, cannot understand the hype around that. It was abysmal. It was yeah. abysmal. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, lying for me, cockers. Okay. Right. Uh, number two, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Richie. Uh, number two for me is Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, um, <laughs> right. right. It was the fucking so, worst, Jack. Well, nearly. <laughs> right. My number one worst film of 2017 
is Baywatch. And for me, this, there wasn't even a question. I didn't consider this for one moment. There was never any doubt in my mind. It was just no. the worst of the worst. So it's the worst film of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jack Francis, I agree with you. Um, Baywatch, and again, I didn't even have to think about it. I just, but it's the first thing I wrote down as worst film was number one, Baywatch. Uh, I just knew. Um, I remember saying on the episode, this is the worst film we'll see all year. And I was proven right. Um, honourable mention must go to The Circle. Um, <laughs> but, but technically, because that was a Netflix uh, original and not actually a cinema cinematic release, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put it in. But oh my gastard, it bounced <laughs> would get nominated because I mean that was just completely ridiculous it was so bad but yeah Baywatch for me guys um, hated it hated it hated it hated it (laughs) (laughs) literally getting to see (laughs) (laughs) number one for me Paris of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales pretty terrible Richie well number one for me Worst film of 2017 is the film I was thinking of, Woody, uh, okay. before. And I'm actually surprised. I, uh, I I hope to God that there's just been some sort of mistake on your list. Because number oh, one number one for me is Wonder Woman. Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> I'm especially surprised, as you said before, that you thought Wonder Woman was worse than Justice League. And you put that on your list. So. Oh, yeah, I've had a complete blank there, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, Wonder Woman. In no, versus... no, can't go back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman, just so offensive to me, and an absolute shower of shit. So I just had to put it at number one. Marginally. <sighs> the thing is, I mean, there's been so many bad ones this year. Oh, yeah. there has. Yeah. As Joe said, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, I, I think there was. Well- I've killed for wellness, Richie. Uh, yeah. How bad? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Well, actually, I've got some honourable mentions here, and one of them was A Cure for Wellness. Oh, go, go on then. Uh, well, my honourable mentions are A Cure for Wellness, Kong Skull yeah. Island, and Beauty and the Beast. But, okay, um, uh, yeah, I didn't see the other two, but I also had an honourable mention for Alien Covenant as well. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah. one of mine. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad someone mentioned it as well, because I nearly put that in. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, also for me... Um, when I was thinking about this, Get Out, I really didn't like that. No, you oh, I didn't, liked, did you? No, I really didn't like it. Yeah. I thought it was dross. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll have to make that amendment. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Bloody hell. Do you know yeah. what? I honestly forgot that it came out in 2017. <laughs> I think the whole Justice League thing, it just sort yeah. of threw me a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, Baywatch is a terrible film and there's nothing redeemable about it, but Wonder Woman actually triggered me. So... I I just felt like I couldn't put that lower than top spot. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But for so, me, for me, it was a it was always going to be Baywatch. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're going to have to come to an agreement and and crown the worst film. Well, I think the agreement's been made, hasn't it? It's two against. I think it's, Bay- mm. I think it's Baywatch. And Baywatch. It was in Richie's top five. It was. Yeah. I can't okay. believe no, I can't believe no one else went. Uh, you cut out, Woody. I can't believe no one else went for for Lion. Yeah, it was it was an honourable mention for me. Well, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was bad, but I, it's not. I don't think it's worse than any of the ones I've put. So, yeah. but if, <laughs> if you remember, yeah. Go on, Jack. Sorry, I was going to say, if you remember, yes, it was terrible. But there was one good thing we liked, and that was the child actor. Yeah, he was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I did. I did put down uh, Collateral Beauty slash Lion. I, I had a feeling that it wasn't actually technically a 2017 mm. release. Mm, um, good call. 
But yeah, yeah, that's a good one, that. Yeah, Baywatch, well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Congratulations, Congrats. Baywatch. You yeah. are the worst film of 2017, according to film. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne will put the award in the post. Yeah, I was going right. to say that. Oh, uh, you got his address, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll pop round tomorrow. Yes. We, we are like, going to tweet. Like you would, we, we like are you gonna... would ever be seen by the public doing anything bad to Jack Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I was going to say, we are going to tweet out the, the worst film tomorrow, aren't we? We're going to say... Jack's probably going to change it so that Dwayne doesn't see it. Because <laughs> he's a sellout. <laughs> Okay, are we right, moving on to uh, yeah. top mm. films of 2017? Best films? This is the big one. Here we go. Uh, number five, do you want to hit us with it, Jack? Yes. Number five for me. And if you'd have told me at the start of the year that in my top five films of 2017 there would be a horror film, <laughs> I, would have, I would have laughed. But it's true. Number five is Annabelle It Crazy. Comes at Night. <laughs> it Comes at Night. Um... What a film. What a horror film that was. I mean, the fear was definitely in the unknown. They never showed more than we needed to see. And it was genuinely incredibly creepy. And I was very tense all the way through that film. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it comes at night is my number five. Okay. Uh, Woody? Okay, yeah, good one, Jack. Um, great film. Um, I've gone for a film that I've seen very recently and not seen with any of you guys. I've gone for Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that it occurs on cinema a couple of weeks ago and it was incredible. It, it really was. It was such a, a beautiful film and it was the same director who did A, big, a Bigger Splash um, and I hated that, but Call Me By Your Name was unbelievable, Jack. I'm sure you'll back me up. But it, it's a brilliant yeah. piece of cinema and itching for some for you guys to, to give it a watch because I, I absolutely loved it yeah, yeah well chance would be a fine thing <laughs> well I, th- I think I think it's going to get a, another re-release in, a, in more cinemas because it's being talked about for a lot of awards right okay well so, yeah there's there's a couple of those which I'm hoping will get wide releases for yeah award season yeah. the Golden Globes tonight it might win some awards it might mm. but yeah but I do back, I do back to what it was absolute yeah. bullshit <laughs> Who's, who's next? What, Joe? Yeah? Yeah. Um, no, it's Woody, isn't it? No, no, no it's you. No, it's just I'm gone. sorry, is it me? Um, <laughs> sorry, Joe, I must be really engaging. <laughs> I just had a blank then. Tonight. I just had a blank. Um, number five for me, Manchester by the Sea. Hmm? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Was that this year? That was this year, yeah. I know, I was surprised yeah, at that. Guys have got to keep track. Yeah, yeah big I saw that like, twice as well. I forgot big, about that. Beginning of the year. Um, yeah, they, this, uh, I, I really enjoyed that film. Mm. I thought it was a, a really good film. So, yeah. Okay. Richie? Uh, well, at number five, I have gone for La La Land. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. No, uh, yeah, I can understand where you come from. Yeah, um, I had, I mean, I probably should see it again, but I've, yeah, I had a bit of trouble with my top list i've had to have a few honorable mentions because of yeah i've got so many of this yeah so um but yeah number five la la land okay um number four i've gone for the one henry's just picked call me by your name all right nice yeah loved it i thought you hated it what i thought you hated it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's my number four okay um, yeah, I've gone for 
um, a film with sort of similar themes, actually, to Call Me By Your Name. I've gone for Moonlight at my number four. Mm. Um, again, another incredible sort of story. Um, I don't think... Um, is it Again, was that just another one that me and Jack saw? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you missed oh, out there. I know, yeah. yeah you've, you've I, imagine that would, I imagine that would probably be on my list if, uh, if I had the chance to yeah, see it. Yeah, I mean, do you have Amazon Prime? Because it is no. on Amazon Prime now. No, I haven't. Okay, well, I would highly recommend you source that because I bet you get the DVD because it's, again, yeah, a, another excellent film. Pretty pretty masterful all round, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, pretty. It's pretty stunning that film. Uh, yeah, you should have yeah. done. You should have done a Oscars twenty seventeen La La Land gag then, would he? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I think if I was in the same room, I would have done. But if I was doing it all over this, it might have cross wires, might have. Uh, oh yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> caused an actual mishap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right, Joe. Okay. Um, number four, I went to La La Land. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. Um, all right. For number four, I went for Free Fire. Um, oh. Yeah, this was just a really fun film, and uh, I think, uh, well, in terms of personal, uh, well, feelings, I just really enjoyed it. So, number four for me. Okay. Now, I'm, I could adjust my list at the moment because I've had an absolute mm-hmm. mare. I've completely forgotten that both La La Land and Moonlight were released this year. You absolute but, melt. But I'm going to stick to my list because it's because it makes it interesting and we don't get repetitions. So yeah, God forbid we have my, the uh, true figures. So my so my number three is the killing of a sacred deer. Ah. Oh! I cannot wait for you guys to see it. Um, yeah. Do you reckon this will get a wide release? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Mm. But it shouldn't be long until it's out on DVD now. Um, yeah i just it was incredibly dark just so well made i mean i've only seen the only two films i've seen of his is this and lobster but what do you saw um what was it called dog tooth i got that for christmas i'm really looking forward to watching it oh my god it's so weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so i mean i mean his films are just incredibly unique and the performances in this film especially barry keown who we saw in dunkirk Mm. i mean that lad's got a future i really hope we see more of him yeah stunning film incredibly dark really gets under your skin and it's definitely one that stayed with me so that's my number three okay okay i've gone for um a film that we mentioned a few times on blade runner 2049 um joe you probably won't agree with that one because <laughs> i don't think you were as keen as as everyone else but... no don't get me wrong it wasn't an awful film i see where you, <laughs> i do see where you're coming from i'm surprised it's that low on your list to be honest woody Mm, well, it's, do you know what? It's it's been really difficult sort of putting these together. I've got so many honourable mentions. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has been, you know, as much as we just sort of slated 2017 before. When I look back, I mean, there's been some bloody good films that we saw last year. There really was. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number three, chaps. Okay, Joe. Uh, number three for me, Baby Driver. Okay. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. Um, mm. So yeah, all right. Uh, for for me, I've gone for It Comes at Night for number three. Um, yeah, yeah. Thought it was a great film and very refreshing from the horror genre. So I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, I'd love to see more from that director. Hopefully, yeah. he goes on to make some more. Yeah. Um. Right now, number two and number one. I was weighing up. I was weighing this up for ages. It was such mm. a tough one. Mm. But I've gone for number two. 
Blade Runner 2049. Okay. I, I just thought it was so good, and I'd love to see it again, actually. Yes, it was very long, but for me, it just wasn't an issue. I just... I was completely transfixed by it. Like Woody said earlier, it is a work of art. Every scene, every shot is just gorgeous. The acting, how it pans out, you know, it flows beautifully and finishes just perfectly. For me, that was just staggering. So that's my number two. Okay, Woody? Um, Can you have two films as a joint second? Don't know about that. Really. Sure don't about know this. about that. Because <laughs> um, yeah, someone's threw, threw a curveball. Okay. Got a dilemma now. <clears throat> Something that was released this year, but I didn't know. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, bust go- my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on then. We'll, yeah, go on. we'll let you do it. We'll allow right, it. We'll, right, my joint second is Manchester by the Sea mm. and Silence. Martin's uh-huh. gone crazy. Um, nice. I absolutely lo- loved that film. I thought it was quite quite a spectacle and Adam Driver was and Andrew Garfield were awesome in that film mm. yeah yeah I loved it I mean I didn't remember sort of the ending getting on my nerves a tiny bit towards the end but I still gave it a full house and I mean I don't know the rewatchability of it because I think once you sort of seen it once yeah you don't want to watch it again straight away I'll probably watch it next year when I've forgotten a bit about it mm. um but just on a cinematic sort of scale, I thought it was a masterpiece, really. Yeah, it was pretty special. Um, yeah, and the score, um, the score, drum- oh my God. Yeah, incredible. And um, Manchester by the Sea, and Joe reminded me of it. I, I saw that twice, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I would actually put it probably about high up because I, I really love that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and Casey Affleck really deserved his Oscar for that. So yeah, that's my two. Okay. Joe? Number two for me, Free Fire. Nice. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Um, great film. Okay. Mm. Uh, I think I've probably had the exact same toss-up as you, Jack, for number two and number one. Um, yeah. But with a slightly different outcome, because for Ooh. my number two, I've gone for Dunkirk. Mm. Um, yeah, between this and my number one, uh, I don't know, it, it seems a little unfair to have to decide but uh this was just outstanding for me like like the, b- the between the two top two almost there's almost uh nothing yeah uh, I, just, th- yeah we had the same problem <laughs> yeah th- this was just a phenomenal experience and uh yeah that can't think of any film quite like it so and we've had a friend who's worked on it that's quite right yeah okay well i'll just easily follow that up by saying that that was my number one um yeah you're right richie it was an absolute toss-up there's hardly anything between them and they're so different as well yeah um they are such different films but they they had almost the same effect on me Hmm. um yeah so i won't bore you but number one is dunkirk okay woody okay guys my favorite film of 2017 number one Pirates of the Caribbean, Salazar's Revenge. <laughs> good gag, good gag, good gag. Oh, God. The felt final hurdle. Um, <laughs> no, my real one was um, one that you've mentioned, um, It Comes at Night. Um, nice. I absolutely love that film. And Jack, you mentioned about the DVD. Um, I, Father Christmas brought it me for Christmas. And he also bought me uh, Krisha, his um, Tread oh. Schultz's first feature film, mm. which I mm. cannot, cannot wait to watch. 
at a later date because I thought it was incredible. As a, I can't believe I've named the horror film as my favourite film of last year, really. Yes. Yeah, who, who would have thought that? Absolutely yeah. mental that that's happened, but yeah, I could not get enough of that film. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, nice. Mm. Okay, Joe. Well, I'm getting a, not going to lie, I'm getting a bit worried here because <laughs> I think this was a 2017 film. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm pretty sure it was, and I'm pretty sure that everybody in the room really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and it's not occurred on anybody's top five. Joe Krampus was released in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it might be a bit of a, a, a wild card here, but it was T2 Train Spotting. That is, yes, that is a 2017 mm. film, um, yeah. and I considered it. Did you? Yeah, I, yes, I, I considered it, yeah. I really enjoyed it. For me. No, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it, and it's not really a sort of film that I would I tend to watch. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I thought, yeah, I'll pop, I'll pop that at the top. Did you see Dunkirk? No, I didn't see Dunkirk. Got to get on that, Joe. Yeah. No, but Joe, I, I do have to back you up on that. It was fantastic, and I very nearly included it. Mm. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah. Can I actually just add? Funny mm. you mention it, Joe, because I actually bought the DVD today. Yeah. Did you? Um, yeah. It was in Tesco. Yeah. It was um, special features. It's got like twenty deleted scenes, a documentary with about the making of it, Derek, Danny Boyle. A commentary on it and it was four quid so I thought I'm having that yeah, steal. so yeah no it's definitely a 2017 release uh, yeah yeah I nearly nearly made it but yeah, yeah what a film that was mm. cool okay and my number one film for 2017 is Blade Runner 2049 uh, yeah fair enough yeah um, everyone said their piece on it uh, I think it was absolute a outstanding film and uh, well, I think all the, all, well, certainly the top three are absolutely outstanding films that I had. So mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is hard to do a top five. Isn't difficult, it? difficult to pick between them. Very difficult. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'll can probably, I just probably do a few changing. honorable mentions, please? Yeah, I've got some as well. Um, I had I had Mother in there, Joe. No, oh, I think yeah. nearly thought it was going to come in fifth, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Free Fire for me was so close to getting. Yeah. Mm. Really close with Free Fire, and also right these two um, probably not the best films, but in terms of going to a cinema and being surprised, the overall experience. Um, Logan Lucky for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved it. I don't. It, you no, know, I, I did. I did. It, yeah. I gave it a high rating not because of the quality of film itself, the experience of seeing it on the big screen mm. uh, was brilliant, and I just loved it. And also for me. I loved Patty Cakes, and I just wanted to get right in there because mm. it was a great film, such a little gem that we found. Um, mm. Mm. You're, having, were, you're, I, having intim- you're having slight intermittent cuts, uh, oh, Woody, so I don't know if there's anything you can do to fix it. but Probably not, but yeah. um, Patty Cakes. I said Patty Cakes, didn't you? You did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of uh, honourable mentions here. Uh I've got I've gone for Logan Lucky, uh, yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh uh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, put Silence as a special mention, mm. and uh, Sharknado five Global Swarming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so and yeah, I had are... just I had three. I think I had T two Train Spotting, um, Logan, and yeah, Guardians two. Nice. Yeah, I had Guardians. Logan okay. or Logan Lucky? Lo- well, I did really enjoy Logan Lucky, but I meant Logan. Christ. 
<laughs> I like Logan as well, Jack. You're not alone with that one. <laughs> it was definitely now, divide on that on that episode, wasn't there? We've got <laughs> yeah. a tough decision to make, boys. We have. Uh, can everyone just remind us of the number ones? I've gone for Blade Runner. Joe, yours was T two train spotting. Woody, yours was It Comes at Night. And Jack, yours was Dunkirk. Uh, yeah, but right. Blade Runner for me was almost one. Well, mm. but I don't think we can get that. Was Blade Runner be... on everybody's top five? No, we can't give that because no, it wasn't on yours. No, it wasn't on mine. Like <laughs> you, you guys. Did. Yeah, we can't give that. Well, we um... have to come to some decision, don't we, Jack? So we have to base it off something. And Dunkirk wasn't in. Yeah, but Joe hasn't seen them. That's the... he didn't see Dunkirk. Um... Right. Woody, what was your? Why can't we do what Blade was your Runner? third? Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack came up with a reason that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Jack, why can't we do Blade Runner twenty forty nine? It just seems a bit odd, like giving it as our overall one when you did, really didn't like it. Hmm. Well, yeah, but it's a democracy, isn't it? It, it was on the top. <laughs> it was on. It was on the top. It, it was it's... on the top five of three of the four lists. Hmm. Were, there came, no, it... were there no films that were in all of ours? Um... Um, no, because not all of us have seen all the nominees, have we? Hmm. No, we didn't. We Cause... didn't all put Free Fire. We didn't all put It, it yeah, Comes exactly. at Night. Yeah. We yeah. didn't all put Dunkirk, so difficult. Yeah, well, on, on that uh, knowledge, uh, so I guess. I, yeah. I think Blade Runner might have to... Well, Woody, did you have Dunkirk on yours? No. On your no. list? No, I didn't. No. Right, I think it has to go to Blade Runner then. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I wasn't I wasn't as keen on Dunkirk as everyone else. No, I that's right, you weren't, I remember that. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, but I just didn't think it was no one's finest work, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I made the prediction that Dunkirk would be the best film of 2017, and it looks like I was incorrect. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got Mr. Villeneuve to fuck for that. Yeah. Okay, so is that it, then? Decided? That's it. Yeah, congratulations, yeah, so Blade Runner. Democracy right. wins, and... Uh, Blade Runner 2049 is the best film of 2017, according to Film Night. Mm. Fact. Fact. <laughs> right, well, well done, everyone. Yeah. I think that went as yeah. smoothly as it could do. It did. Uh, we won't talk about any films that we've watched in the last two months now, uh, <laughs> because it's getting, a, it's getting, this episode is fucking yeah. long, so <laughs> let's, uh, let's just move on then, mm. to say that you can email us at filmnight at yahoo.co.uk if you want. Please follow us on Twitter at filmnights underscore and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher or any other podcatcher that you found us on. Other than that, unless anybody's got anything else they'd like to say. Uh, yeah, and um, do you need me to phonetically spell the... Uh... No. No, I think, I think we've got it. I think, I think they've got it down. All right, okay. No, no, no I've got nothing else okay. to say. Okay. Uh, any of you two? I would, um, I would like to say that it's been a pleasure, boys, to get back together. Yes. Yeah. Well, well said. Yeah. No yeah, matter yeah. where we are all in our various different locations yeah. there might be a few teething problems but it's good to get the ball rolling again and hopefully 2018 will be nice and prosperous for us here here very well said yeah. I completely agree it's good to be back mm. yeah that, that's exactly what I was going to say great to be back and let's just hope that yeah there will be some teething problems but this is so much better than no podcast at all yeah okay. yeah absolutely yeah exactly yep yeah. agreed alright well if that's everything then uh, I guess I'll say it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. <laughs> Who's going? You. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's not been that long. <laughs> oh, it's been too long. Um, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>
Christ. But number one is Dunkirk. Okay. Woody? Okay, yeah, my number one is Caribbean. Okay, you, <laughs> I know what gag you did there, but you cut out, so... <laughs> oh, no, did I? I'm yeah, afraid that did. was a bit ruined. Uh, oh, can oh, I do, do it again? Ready? Try it again, try it again.